Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt from Rocky's War Room, and tonight you are listening to Season 2, Episode 5, where we are going to talk about solo war gaming, game mechanics, and that changed our lives, and our highly anticipated review uh, of uh, <laughs> the movie we were supposed to watch from last episode, which is Friend Request. I said it right. Not Friend Request. Request. Um, which <laughs> What? Which was terrible. Uh, we'll get to that, Hippie. Or, no, that was Bane. Sorry. No. That was, no, that no, was, no, was Murray. Murray. Hold on. I got to put my other headphone in. Ah, Jesus. There we go. Now I can hear him. You, you would think you'd have this crap together, being <laughs> the showrunner. Anyway. At us about, hey, we got to go on. We got to go on. <laughs> well, episode five, like I said, uh, <laughs> request, uh, friend request. We're going to review that. Uh, we are. At the moment, uh, practicing our social distancing. I hope you are too out there. Um, and Please, I for had, the love of God, social. Oh my gosh! Yourself. I had an anxiety attack this morning. That was insane. Uh, but tonight we have with us, of course, not Jay. Howdy, folks. Mister Hippie. Ahoy, ahoy. Mrs. Hippie. Hey guys. <laughs> Super Bane. He's calling himself Super Bane. Well, it's just Bane, and he's muted. Uh, and McMurray. How are you now? How are you now? Uh, coming to you guys from our gaming rooms, living rooms, and wherever. Um, there we go, Mick Murray. Good job. We got a sea lion over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mascot. It's the new mascot. It's called the McMurray Lion. I'm good uh, at what I do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, we don't want to focus on this whole COVID ninety nine ninety nine nineteen thing. Um, Blue you know, so, uh, if anybody's on here to talk about that, uh, we can, but we're probably not going to. Uh, not anyway, going to. <laughs> you will be we promptly ignored. got that out of our system, I think. Uh, so we're going to go on with the normal show, and you guys can just just carry on, stay safe, and stay at home, please, for the love of God. I had a hair raising morning. Um, I went out to get groceries for my wife and uh, some Easter stuff. And I got to be quiet about that for the children. Uh, for the Easter Bunny to, you know, visit our house. And um, it I've never seen anything like that for, before. We talked about the new normal where they had all the entrances to Walmart blocked off and you had a line. And people, everybody looked like Bang. And, uh, you know, wearing their masks and stuff and hoods over their head and bandanas. I'm seeing a lot of bandanas and things like that. And you couldn't go into the store until someone come out. It was so weird. It was so bizarre. Well, you actually, you actually hit my, How something that Mrs. Hippie. <laughs> mm-hmm. do, 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 do. No, um, Mrs. Hippie was saying that this is also the uh, time where Walmart literally just started limiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they just-, just started that. So you, you know, not only did you pick a really bad time to go yeah. <laughs> because of of the Corona. Yeah, but also but also because of the uh, the fact that Walmart is not letting everyone in now. So yeah, well, I mean, Target was. It's amazing that it it takes takes this for them to limit who they let into Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Uh, yeah, we have. What do we have, guys? We have ruling by Bane. Okay, <laughs> you heard it here first from the Bane Council. Um. Anyway, so 
I, I witnessed, I got that. I got in, I got out, and they have these these gigantic scanning goes now. There's like four registers open with four people in them, and they have two giant sections where you just go in and do everything yourself, which I'm not complaining. I'm, it's fine with me. I'd rather someone else not touch my things, but, um, you know, there are people with big giant bottles of, of uh, uh, sanitizer and spraying down all the carts, and uh, before they touch something, they spray it. What I love the most is people wearing gloves and touching everything. <laughs> I mean, they're touching everything, right? And then they touch their cart, and then they touch their things, and then they touch their car with the same gloves. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, makes sense. Anyway, so I was at Walmart. And then I went over to Aldi's, and you guys saw a picture of this. I went over to Aldi's, and I was going to go grocery shopping. I was there an hour before they opened, you know, because I forgot they opened at 9 instead of 8 o'clock. And I'm sitting in my car, and then I, I started noticing. I turned around and started noticing people lining up at the door. And they're, like, right on top of each other. <laughs> It's supposed to be six feet, you know, and this line was all the way around the building. So naturally, I was having this anxiety attack of, oh, my God, people are touching each other and they're not cleaning the carts off. Touching you. They're not they're not cleaning the carts off. They're just grabbing the carts, bare hands, not even, you know what I mean? So it's like people. Not to mention the quarters. People. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. People. Come on. I had a bottle of sanitizer. I sprayed the crap out of everything, you know. Yeah, you're there. I hear you, Bane. Yeah, you're good. Oh, you oh, cut out. He's gone. Anyway, um, he's gone. Yeah. So I mean, and then when the doors opened, they slammed into. It slammed was into like nobody's business, right? Yeah, and they hit each other's carts. Like people were hitting each other's carts to get the hell out of the way. So, so it looked like NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it's most definitely not social distancing whatsoever. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let everybody go in and then I'll just go in last and let them hit each other, you know, and, and be all over each other. And, and it's just, it was just pure insanity. It says, please practice your social distancing. Yet people are like right next to each other. And then you're six feet in between and somebody just buzzes right between you. You know, I mean. It's just, it's, I guess it's just tough or something, or people just don't know how to count six, you know, uh, they still don't know how to use their fingers to count or something. I don't know, but I'm so well, glad I, think I bought three months, three weeks worth of groceries. I'm done for three weeks. So That's we are not think. doing that again. <laughs> you, think. you always you know, have enough and then you, you realize you don't. Well, listen, in the rest of the country where we've been doing this thing for a little while now, mm -hmm. you, you'll you'll go through your three <laughs> weeks of supplies in about four days. Is someone talking right now? Yeah, that's Bane. I didn't hear him. Bane, we can't hear you, buddy. You got to dump out and come back in. I don't have a biscuit again. Yeah, Hippie doesn't. Hippie can't hear All right. you. I might, uh, I might try to pull up my computer. Okay. I might have to bounce my son off the computer. I'll, I'll check back in. All right, Bane. Um, and we'll we'll hold off. He's gonna He's come leaving. back here. It it's it, he'll you'll be able to hear him better. I think he's gonna kick his son off the computer. Although oh, I will yeah. I will say that this this program has worked a lot better with uh, the newer phones. Um, they they recommend the higher processing phones or the newest, like the Galaxy Twenty or the new iPhone. Um, use this program and it, it works great now. Hippie, it was bad before. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, I had a humongous anxiety uh 
thing this morning. And then my, I get home, I put the groceries away, and my wife goes, so you didn't get the smoothies? <laughs> no, I didn't get the damn um, smoothies. What smoothies? <laughs> she she went told me to get a smoothie from Smoothie King. You know, you can order them and then they bring them out to you and, and things like that. And I go, son of a bitch. So I had to go back out and uh, get smoothies. And uh, then she calls me right after I got the smoothies. I got to go to Walmart. Again. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Mm-hmm. And you walk into Walmart and they have all their fruit right there, right? And I'm looking at bananas with black, the black, you know, the spots, the spots. And anyway, long story short is they're letting food go completely rotten before they take it off. You know, I wanted one onion and there was like the bad parts of, uh, you know, when onions go bad, they get those, like they look like mold or whatever. They're, they had like four or five of them sitting there like that like amongst the onions i go i'll pass on the onions so they're literally letting things go as long as they possibly can now you know instead of just taking them off uh, off the shelves but anyway that's all i gotta say about that (laughs) are you done yeah i'm sure i'm finished um you guys got uh, oh well okay boomer we'll save that for a segment Uh, not jay has uh had an exciting week again and uh yeah. Hippie's had an, an exciting week this week at home, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear about that. You will. <laughs> McMurray, he always has an exciting life, and we're all jealous of it. So I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I'm not jealous of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived it. Yeah. yeah. Bane the super vein. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Just. <laughs> what can I say? No comment. <laughs> All right. Let's see if get anyway, so that, that was. That so was so if you go, if you, hey, Bane, yeah, if you go pale, would that be draining the super? Oh, stop it. Super I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Bane is with us as well. And, uh, Later on, uh, Todd will be joining us. Uh, he says yeah. he's be late, Todd from Toddville. Um, yeah. You'll get to know him again from the end yeah. of the sense, and uh, he'll be on to talk about our our main topic, which is solo war gaming and uh, game mechanics that changed everything for you. Uh, it changed everything for you. You like a game that changed everything for you personally. Um, in solo war gaming, because we're doing a lot of solo war gaming now, um, or we have to almost. Um, or online, like you know, not Jay. Are you going to do probably, right? Yep. Tomorrow, what? tomorrow yep. at one. Tomorrow, yeah, one. buddy. Central Daylight Time. Oh, <laughs> blow it out your uh, something. <laughs> Are we on Facebook tonight, or can we curse at not Jay? <laughs> uh, light cursing. Blow it out your ass, like not Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that didn't know what Central Daylight Time was. Yeah, it's because it's Central Standard Time, because fucking Daylight Savings Time is standard in this time zone. No, it's not. It's Central Daylight Time right now. Central Standard Time is over the winter. Oh, no! Doesn't matter. (laughs) Actually, it does. It kind of does matter. 
especially with you doing a job that requires precise recording of time for court records. <laughs> yeah, minor, minor pesky academy. details. So, minor pesky details. They didn't anyway, go at, the, at the police academy. <laughs> we uh, we all watched the movie, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we did. The whole wide world, uh, and it was not terrible. <laughs> uh, the movie is called Friend Request, and uh, we have some uh, famous actors in it. Um, uh, some weird guy named uh, Gustavo, and uh, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much forgot the whole movie already. <laughs> Well, uh, friend request is basically request. Um, request. <coughs> Thank you, hippie. You can keep record. Uh, uh, it's fine. Quiet um, walk. It's about uh, a young young lady, um, who looks a little goth. You know, she's a little dark, um, and she is uh, has no friends. And um, this nice uh, nice gal. You know, good looking, good looking. Um, decided to uh, be nice to her and uh, hit her up with a friend request. But what she didn't realize is uh, the uh, dark, mysterious young lady was a little messed up, just a little bit messed. Um, what is going on? No, Bane's doing something. I don't know. If you look at your screen, you would see. I'm painting. <laughs> anyway, that's not my problem. So, um, it was listed as a B movie, and as a B movie, I was expecting a heck of a lot worse production. But it's right? actually, it was actually done pretty good. Yeah, yeah. production was actually pretty high, surprisingly. Um, but anyway, this this nice young lady gets terrorized uh, by this gal who uh, puts a video up on. The quote unquote Facebook. Um, that was Facebook, Facebook, but it was Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook magically becomes part of the internet, and everyone around her starts dropping like flies. And uh, spoiler alert, everyone, uh, she ends up becoming the creepy, uh, witch like, um, lonely character, uh, as if in an endless loop um, at the end. And uh, likes and dislikes. Well, I like the production of it. Um, dislikes the whole entire movie. Um, it is, for me, something I would never in a million years watch again. <laughs> it had a lot of jumpy parts. Like that, you know, terror horror movie jumps like a cat jumping out. You think the killer's coming and the cat jumps in front of them. And they're like, oh, thank God it's not the killer. And then all of a sudden the killer comes. Uh, but somehow, some way... Um, this gal was a witch who could come through the computer and kill you. So, so um, it was like the ring. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't really. I mean, it had jump scares, but even the jump scares really weren't. They weren't that much. The elevator, that much, but it wasn't that like. The elevator scene was probably in my in my eyes. The elevator scene was probably my uh, like the. The best, worst, the best part, I guess. I mean, the most, I guess, the most disturbing thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say that was for a horror movie. <clears throat> so, you know, and I used to be, I used to love horror movies. 
uh, this is not one of them. So uh, this is not one that I would love. But uh, for the most part, it's 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 not terrible. It's awful in my eyes. Fellas? Let, let me go first. Go for it. I didn't watch it. Very good. So, and, and, I'll, and I'll explain why. So, when I told the wife that this Did was wife watch it? what was happening, she said, okay, I'll watch it. See if it's going to be okay for you. If so, great. If not, tell the guys you're a puss. <clears throat> Well, I think, why are you on this chat then? Why aren't we talking to your wife? Because, because she doesn't like you people. She doesn't like you people. No, she doesn't. She loves you guys. She, she loves you all because you keep me out of her hair. There we go. <laughs> um, so it. she wasn't 10, 15 minutes into the movie, and she texted me while I was sitting down here in the uh, bunker. Uh, said you're not going to watch this. You will have nightmares. I think I think that would be a reason enough for you to watch it. No, no, no. I I don't do nightmares. Well, this is the thing. I, this is the, well. Okay, maybe this wasn't the jumpy horror movie that that would normally be like. Don't watch it. You know, I would say if it was a bad campy movie, even though it was a horror movie with jump scare, I'd probably still be worth watching. But this one, the production value was of a good enough level yeah. that that would probably make that advice worthwhile. If it was like one of those, you know, where it was pretty obvious that the man is wearing a suit type of crappy movie, yeah. then it would be like, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be a horror movie, but you know, it's, you know, it's not. So, so, so I, I did go see a quote unquote B grade horror movie. In the theaters once, but it's only because I knew the premise behind it, and I, I went to see Blair Witch Trial or, oh, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, Blair Witch Project in the theaters and laughed my ass off through the entire movie. See, I, I think if there's a, a if we find, see, I, I think we can all say we were probably expecting this movie. To be a lot worse than what it was. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we were hoping it was going to be the, the the really crappy, you know, nineteen thirties crap camp level of horror. We didn't actually expect production value. I mean, even though the writing and the, and the storyline was contrived and crap. I mean, totally the script writing was totally like B level movie. But oh yeah, the production level was actually pretty darn good. <laughs> so. But yeah, so I, I did not watch. Actually, she didn't even finish it. it was, oh. She thought it was so bad. Yeah, she's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to hear from uh, McMurray. McMurray, that movie sucked. I finished it, and like I remember watching Paranormal Activity when it came out with my girlfriend at the time, and I thought that was one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen because it was. Because all it was was crappy suspense leading up to a to a jump scare. Yeah, yeah. And that movie was like eight of those just smashed into instead of two hours of you know, you know crappy suspense, it was like five to ten minutes of crappy suspense, and then some stupid special effects, and oh, you're scared now. The movie sucked. The plot was dumb. Like <laughs> every time I see like oh, there's witches. Well, this is America. Shoot them. <laughs> um. 
I don't. Except it was Germany, wasn't it? Or was, well, it, made, no, or it, was it a German production? It was a German production. It was. Uh, okay. You kind of get the idea that it was set in America. But. Yeah, by the fact that they're all wearing American clothes and they all speak English. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can um, go to you, you can go to other places in the world and get the same thing going on. Not not how they were talking. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> so American colloquialisms. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, the idea was you're in America. That's a big word. Yeah. Don't just just let it go, man. Um. So, point being. I thought it was dumb. I'm not a huge horror movie fan anyways. Um, I just... You don't say? There's not... I mean, if you want to get scared, there's plenty of stuff to get scared about in the real world. Like, oh, well, and tonight's... We're not going to say what it is, but tonight is going to be a doozy. I think it's going to be awesome. I think we're all going to like the next movie, but... Um, um, it's not a horror, per se, I don't think. Doesn't look like it. Just... I don't... I don't understand. Like, I get that, you know, there are teenage girls out there who need to be scared at slumber parties, but I don't know why you need to put that movie on Netflix. (laughs) Like, it was the dumbest. But the entire premise of my Facebook friends are attacking me Mm -hmm. is just, all right. It's kind of like the same premise as uh, another movie I saw on Netflix one time. It's not there anymore, but about cell phones and how your cell phone killed you. Yeah, there were probably plays back in the day about how the Telegraph was going to just start murdering people. And they were (laughs) probably every bit as dumb as the movie that we all just watched. Uh, The Telegraph is going to murder you. Nice. I'm just... Every every time you, you have like a generational gap, there's always that sort of thing. Like, you can find pretty awesome, like, period, uh... Um, Whoa. Fuck? Whoa. Bane. Bane, turn off your mic, dog. I got you. Um, I got you, Bane. But, uh, yeah, you can find pretty awesome period accounts from, like, 19... All right, hold on. I got a question. Wait, so, you, you can hear me talking right now? Yes. yes. How the hell is that possible when my switch is muted? I don't know. Because you're not muted? Well, my <laughs> switch is muted. It says mute. Well, I, I got a question for you. Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? No. The switch on my microphone is selected to off, like the actual physical switch. Well, you got to go into your off. settings in StreamYard. Your, okay. your, your, your switch is broken. That's not me. Oh, well. You got to check your default. I'm out. What? Nope, now he's out. Now you're not, now we're not hearing you. <laughs> Big Murray. You were saying the movie sucked. Don't watch it. <laughs> like just don't don't do it. The just movie was terrible. Time. Yeah, just go rewatch so, like Cheers or The Office or something on Netflix. There's a million better things to do. Stare out your window, look at a wall, get some paint, just like dump it on the floor and watch it get hard. Like, that sounds naughty. It does. It was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I think the consensus on it was. Don't now, do it. Not even once. I did. Now, the production kept me watching it. Uh, I mean, honestly, I thought, when is this going to get good? But that's just my optimism when I watch a, a watch a movie, is I try to try to think, oh, it'll get better. Oh, it'll get better. This one did not. It, just it never does. It never did. No. It remained god awfully terrible the entire the entire movie. Right. Don't do it, guys. So, 
It's kind of like it's kind of like heroin. Yeah, <laughs> not even once. I've done a lot of dumb things in my life, viewers. Watching like, that movie was definitely one of the things I would not repeat. Like inviting Picasso to play Pictionary. No, yeah, just don't. Yeah, it's stupid. Don't do it. Um, Poor Picasso. Hippie. Huh? Your thoughts, sir. Uh, so yeah, I honestly absolutely hate slasher flicks. Ah. Um, However. I think that, well, However. <laughs> to be fair, uh, uh, but here's, so here's my take on it. I agree that this movie is not worth your time, but I think it's not worth your time because it's a slasher flick. Like I, if you want to get scared, like I, I think, McMurray made a good point. Like, there's a lot of like real life things to be afraid of, and I think that they're a lot more terrifying than <clears throat> slasher films in general. But I actually didn't think this movie was as bad as you guys seem to think it is, and that's just because, in my opinion, all slasher flicks are this bad. Like, I don't think that this movie did anything different than Friday the Thirteenth or. You know, uh, Jason and versus Freddy, or um, any of the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, or like anything, like the Scream movies. Like this movie, in my opinion, I think all slasher flicks are B-rated crack movies. So, like, as you far may be as right, I don't like them either. That's a good yeah, point. So, so, as far as I'm concerned, like this movie does everything those movies did with a higher production value, because there was some really decent. Yeah, there was. It was decent scares, and like this, there was like generally creepy stuff that was on that Facebook page that they were talking about. So, like for me, if I had a friend that was like posting that stuff up every day, I'd be like, "Yeah, this is really creepy. I think we're gonna unfriend you now." Like, and they couldn't, (laughs) (laughs) right? But I mean, the point is, is like I I didn't think it was that bad of of a movie for what it was. It was just what it was. Was crap a because movie. it was a slasher flick, and all slasher flicks are crap. So, like, I, I honestly was watching it, and I'm like, all right, I think this actually has a leg up on a lot of slasher flicks because I think it has an actual decent sort of premise behind it, even though it was well, it was poorly executed. Like, I get the idea behind it. The director and the writer were trying to say, well, if you if you become obsessed with social media, you're going to find yourself really alone. Mm-hmm. And a victim of your own psychoses, and there are people here. out. There. What's that? We're getting real deep here. Yeah, I, I think that I think that there are yeah deep in, in the bullshit maybe, but I do no, think no, no, no. Like, keep going. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think that there are a lot of people out there that tend to be, you know, especially now with like there's that there is a legitimate thing where people can't stop picking up their phones and looking at it every five seconds, and they'll be on their phone. While they're on their computer, looking at Facebook on their phone and on their computer, and I know every single one of us in this chat has done that, except mm-hmm. maybe except maybe not Jay because you know out my hip, um, yeah, yeah, out my hip. But I, I do feel like there is a legitimate, a legitimate point to be made in this movie, and I think that says a lot more than what you get with like the Scream movies and the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So I yeah, think that she this was, one she was obsessed with her social media status of 800 people and it went down to one in the end. And yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, even just, even just the, 
just the, the mentality of it, having to take pictures and immediately post them to Facebook, having to, you know, like she basically did the stupidest thing ever that everyone here has seen people do on their Facebook. They have lied and then posted something up on Facebook, which immediately disproved that lie. Oh, yeah. Like, she said, well, it's just going to be me and my boyfriend and end up being her and her friends and her parents and everything like that. And just It was um, and like, yeah. of course, I mean, would you think that she wasn't going to look at her Facebook and see that? <laughs> but like that mentality, that sort of like interaction with what you get with like the fictional world, which is on Facebook versus real world, which is what's happening in front of you. Like it makes it clear, like if this person, if she had, if she had actually engaged this quote unquote, witch, you know, internet, witch, I don't know what you would call her um, in real Inter, life, inter witch, I guess, inter witch. I don't know. Yeah, um, there you go. As like a, a legitimate friend, as a person, not as a thing on a computer, it, things might have turned out differently, not just for her, but for the person that ultimately cursed her and other people as well. Like, you know, so I do, I do think that from a, from a scholastic point of view, this is, you know, not as bad as, as people think it is. And I think that it says more than what other slasher flicks do and ultimately i think it was a crap movie because it was a slasher flick but it was still better than other slasher flicks that makes sense so i didn't come or come away from it like absolutely hating it i'll never watch it again because i hate slasher flicks but i have no interest in it at all i think you think you know comparing it to you know the jason and the freddy's i think that puts it into a perspective that i hadn't really thought of before and i think that's a i mean i can't really yeah that's a that's a perfect analogy because, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not worse than those types of movies at all. So, right. I mean, I mean, from that perspective, then yeah, I, sure. Yeah. I guess it accomplished what it went out to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was exactly my point. So yeah, it exactly accomplished what it meant to set out to do. And again, it probably, it probably could have accomplished it a little bit better if it hadn't been in this sort of a format, but you know, I get what you guys are saying, but if I set out to take a dump on a miniature, I still don't think it should win a competition. I mean, fecal matter. Have you seen what uh, what uh, Matt's been working on? I know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it, just looking at it, yeah, it is a very well painted miniature. However, it does look like a pile of shit. <laughs> Great. Now I need to find a poop pile somewhere and make a miniature out of it. There you yeah. go. Hey, you find you find a uh, STL for it. I, I can print it up for you. <laughs> if we're making it at home, I got I got, I can do it. <laughs> it's so lifelike. There's such thing as a movie. <laughs> I guess I'll, yeah, so thank you, Happy. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you make a lot of good points. I just and, I'm and, with you there. I don't like those movies either. Yeah, yeah I think they're crap. So thanks, Bane, for that. That was that was great. Appreciate. Otherwise, it. yeah, it was it was a definitely a a interesting first pick for for the, our little thing, our little thing. Yeah, words are hard. Uh, Anton uh, Nillian uh, says internet distancing. Yeah. Yeah. That's All weird. about the internet distancing. The witch was not in that movie. She was not practicing internet distancing. Yeah, um, she really screwed that one up. So our verdict 
is it wasn't terrible, just like the review. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're terrible, and we're all worse off for yeah. watching it or not watching it, as the case may or may not be. What you said. That's fair. Not jaded in at least two hours of the life. All right. So now with that review, we're going to reveal the next movie that you, the fans, and us are going to watch before the next chapter we have. And that next movie is called, hold on, I got to bring it up, uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. The yeah. Bigfoot. It says, and then the Bigfoot when it's typed out here. So that's what I said. And Bigfoot. So it's with uh, Sam Elliott, correct? Yes. You? And Ron and, Livingston. And Ron Livingston. And it is available on Hulu. So uh, if you want to participate, watch that movie. you got a week to do it. I can't wait to watch it. As a matter of fact, I think I have that in my queue somewhere. Um, I don't think this is necessarily going to be a uh, oh, B-rated movie like, say, Bubba Hotep or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But I'm kind of hoping because it'll be fun to talk about. So... I'm I'm hoping it's up there with now here here is a quote unquote horror movie that I've watched and it's um, Army of I like Darkness. I, to, I like to put it in quote unquote. Yeah, Army of Darkness because it was campy. It, it's it's um oh what was what was that send up of scream? Is it called and the Bigfoot? Yeah, and yeah, and the Bigfoot. But yeah, Army of Darkness with. Uh, um, oh my God, that's awesome! You see this? What are we seeing? Look at the bottom of the screen. Oh. <laughs> very nice. That's cool. That is that. That's nifty. Uh, that, that's a new feature. Okay, so there's the movie. It's rolling at the bottom. That's our ticker. Ooh, we can have. Uh, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I'm gonna work with this thing. Okay. So the man who killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. That's what we're going to watch for the next time. It'll be scrolling down there so you guys can know what it is. Uh, watch that before the next. Uh, Rocky, it's Anthony in Irish. How many times, dude? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Come on, man. We all knew that. <laughs> Anthony. There we go. Casey Boardgamer's with us. Hello. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, Casey. Oh, hey. What up, Casey? Welcome back. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's the movie, man. So guys, that's the watch movie, that. man. It's on Hulu. Uh, oh, well, maybe I need to put that on there. Let's see. Computer problems. You're a computer problem. There you go, right there. <clears throat> no, that doesn't look right. Come on, Matt, get it together. <laughs> I'm working on it. So, uh, Nache, Jules, are you ready for a nutter? A whole nutter? A whole nutter? A whole nutter? Uh, okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can get down with that. Okay. So, get down. Get down. So what? Uh, get down. First, we're gonna explain what for people who don't know uh, what OK Boomer is. Um, it is Nache's way of blowing off steam um, for the most part. Uh, but go ahead and explain. Yeah, so 
for those of y'all that don't know, uh, Jay is old. I I am I'm I'm old, but I deal with very old people at my lumber yard. I, I work at a a family owned lumber yard in in West Central Illinois, and we get old people just strolling in like it's nobody's business. Specifically today, we had no less than three different customers coming in buying lumber to make picnic tables. Why why the hell are we looking for picnic tables? For social distancing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm gonna make a picnic table uh, and put it on Matt's on the on the group. Do Just what? Thanks. <laughs> then, on top of that, um, it just it, it had somebody come in today. Mom, dad, accident-prone toddler running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Huh? All they were doing was coming in to buy those magnet catches for um, uh, magnet catches for cabinet doors. Makes sense. They got a little kid. No, magnet catches. Not not the hook catches. Magnets that any two-year-old can open. Little kids like magnets. My cat can open them. Exactly. So, you know... (laughs) Some kids like magnets. <laughs> oh my god! It's just you kill me, McMurray. Uh, I just oh. I love it. There, there, there's some others. Let me see if I can grab a couple here real quick. Um, you wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I gotta write this down. Oh man! I just ugh. irritates you a little bit there, not yeah. you? Oh, had a guy come in for something we call BDEX. Those are the metal metal corners that uh, yeah. you put in to when you're doing drywall. Yeah, he came in just for two of those. Nobody. That is what a picnic table was for. Not sure. It's Casey yeah, Morgan. Yeah, for for gatherings, and we're not supposed to be doing gatherings. <laughs> um, and just they're, they're the nobody needs to be doing drywall right now. Nobody. Oh God! Nobody needs to be doing drywall right now. Now Jay said it. He is the king of all drywallers. (laughs) Oh man! uh, Yeah, yeah, bad carpenter-proof magnets. (laughs) Child-proof box or bad carpenter-proof magnets? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, uh, yeah. So it's a rough week there, not Jay. Well, just. And then we find out we do have a confirmed case in in my county now, so excellent. Why are you saying excellent? <laughs> I don't know. I'm painting. <laughs> That's awful, man. You freaking out a little bit more now, dude. I've been freaking out. Yeah, I know. I just I I got to hold up in front of. How are the stools holding up? Are they staying worth put now, or did you get rid? No. Of- why don't you guys just put the schools away? <laughs> because we ha- because we have old people coming into the store 
And if they fall and really ow my hip, it's on us. You guys are a hardware store, right? Lumberyard. I mean, you got like screws. Yeah. And God hope somebody around there has a drill. Why don't you just get after it and put a couple of long, you know, deck screws to the feet of those stools into the ground. Because the the, the stools aren't built that way. Uh, What county in Illinois is? Oh, Pike. Pike County, Illinois. He wants to come visit. Yeah, apparently. Don't do it, Casey Wargamer. It's not worth it. (laughs) He wants to come and meet meet the real Nache. Gotta watch out because uh, McMurray's will watch out for you. Yep. Wrong. That's it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I just. uh, That's all the chapter asked this week. Oh no, there's plenty more, but I I will uh, I I'll go on with you know <laughs> keep it at a minimum. No, okay, yeah, keeping it to a minimum. All right, no problem. And that was okay, Boomer with Not Jay. Thanks, thanks, Not Jay. Uh, Casey Boardgamer, we have just won in my county in Iowa uh, for over a week. County two east of us is in Illinois. Does not have one yet. Uh, oh, Anthony will. says, I have 50 plus in my county. Uh, the cops are handing out 50 euro fines like parking tickets. Huh. Yeah, we we actually have been issued letters from our employer uh, saying we're essential employees. So we don't get a $500 fine. <laughs> well, Illinois sucks. <laughs> you heard it first from McMurray himself. Illinois sucks. Thanks, McMurray. That That's sucks, it. not Jay. Yep. Sorry you have to deal with that. So that's it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're painting lines. Crickets. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm 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 <laughs> looking for for paint. It's all good. Oh, I have to actually put this down for a minute. Good one, sea line. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. So I guess we can get uh, kind of in our main topic. Um, I'm going to put this down for a minute so I can kind of uh, talk for a minute. But um, our main topic uh, is two things. It's two parts. Uh, one is game mechanics that changed miniature games for you. Um, oh. Like changed the way you look at miniature games. Okay. And uh, then we're going to go into solo wargaming. Hopefully, by then, Todd will be with us. Todd. Um, Casey Boardgamer says, we don't have to stay home. We don't have a stay-at-home order here in Iowa yet. Nothing official, just a suggestion so far. Well, um, it's coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it pretty soon. Yeah, don't worry. It'll be the whole United States pretty soon. You guys um, will, well, maybe. You, you guys will uh, definitely experience what we've been experiencing here on the East Coast. So yeah, yeah It'll happen. But um, anyway, um, what if the secret cure to the to the Roni is is corn and Casey Wargamer never has to worry about it? <laughs> okay, maybe because Iowa. Yeah, it's Iowa. <laughs> Go, Murray. I'm pulling for you, Casey Wargamer. That's why you're here. <laughs> Power to the people <laughs> and corn. But a game, game mechanic and a, and a suggestion and a, just uh, an example of what I'm talking about, a gaming mechanic that changed war games for you is is when 
I went from the first games I was playing like Warhammer 40k and stuff like that. And it was overcomplicated in seventh, seventh edition. And I was used to that when I discovered bolt action and the dice pull system, the activation system, um, that mechanic completely changed the way I look at miniature war games and what I liked, what I enjoyed as far as, you know, activation and, 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 you know, games, miniature war games in general. Um, that was a game mechanic. And that's kind of an example. Um, uh, corn and hogs, he says. Uh, McMurray. Yep. No, I got you. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Casey. War game. I love going to Iowa. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, what, what game mechanics blew your mind when you first saw them? It kind of changed the way you looked at miniature war games. Bueller? McMurray, you go first. Crickets. I'm first. Um, yep. I mean, I I started on 40k. That's that's my fault. Um, actually, actually, it's my buddy Andy's fault, and he's a dick. Um, but uh, he's not a dick. He's a good dude, Andy. If you're listening to this, good for you, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, but anyways. Um, I'd say just the step away from I go, you go. Yeah. Really meant a lot for me, whether I had been playing board games or, you know, games workshop stuff where that was always the hard and fast was all of my crap goes and all of your crap goes. Um, although, I mean, actually, even in stepping away from 40K, I, I, I went over to um, Flames of War. So, I mean, honestly, it might just be historical gaming in general made that big paradigm shift for me because I stopped playing 40k and and games workshop stuff and that was a a paradigm shift now I I really only play historical games and I haven't looked back I don't regret that at all it's great it's okay we'll fix that huh I said we'll fix that with what (laughs) I don't know I'm just gonna go ahead McMurray um so, and I mean, it's especially to the point where, you know, if you ever get, if I ever got bored with that, which occasionally I have a couple times, and it's either been, okay, well, I'll switch to a different period, or, you know, I'll go from big battle to skirmish, or or whatnot, or I'll switch scales, um, you know, like I was, I had been going hard in 28 mil World War II for years. And that was kind of starting to get to me, so I started doing some six mil stuff. I went crazy with six mil, been you know painting up, doing six mil like crazy, enjoying that. Playing Rommel, I played a little bit of bolt action at six millimeter, which was entertaining, um, stuff like that. And now I'm I'm painting up some two mil stuff now. This stuff is actually to replace um, what two mil, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. I actually really enjoy it. It's Napoleonics, so massed ranks work really well. Yeah, actually. Um, but we'll get to that. Well, I'll talk about that a little later. Um, but um, point being, there's always different stuff in historical gaming to go to. So I think probably the shift away from sci-fi fantasy games into historical gaming is what kind of changed stuff for me. Because again, I, I played 40k for a long time and. Then, you know, like most 40K gamers, I feel like where they get to it after they've been playing it for 10 years or whatever, 
all of a sudden you switch to trying to just build more and more stuff, right? Like yeah. at one point in time, I had like three and a half full companies of Space Marines. I had an entire first company, an entire uh, 10th company, and then probably pushing two companies of ordinary Marines. That's I it. Looking, what? <laughs> I said, that's it? <laughs> well, I remember looking at it one day and just going, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I'm going to use all this crap. Um, you know, my Imperial Guard, again, I went ape on Imperial Guard. I wound up with like 20 different Lehman Russ variants. Um, you know, six or so basilisks. Oddly enough, I only ever owned one Chimera. Don't ask why. I have no idea. Because then there were probably six super heavies. And then again, one day I looked at it and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. I mean, I have and my guard in, in its defense. I did use all of my guard one time, um, including all 400 and something, 500 and something infantry models. Yeah. Um, in a great big apocalypse game. And it was a great time. We had a good time. And then we never did it again because we played it on a, like, it was, it was wild. I remember it was my buddy's house, but it was in their basement where they had hardwood flooring down and they were going to tear up the hardwood flooring. So his mom didn't care. And we wound up painting a bunch of thumbtacks green. Yeah. And then we tacked down a, a like cloth play mat, I guess is what you would call it. That was two 48 inch strips of cloth, right? So 48 inches wide. I think they reached three or four yards long. And we played the biggest freaking game of 40 K that I've ever seen like four people play. And it was awesome. We had a great time. We did it over the course of like two days and we didn't do it. And then it occurred to me, we're never doing that again. That's probably a, maybe not once in my lifetime, but once, you know, this 20 years that I'll be doing that, I don't need all this, all this crap. And that being said, it's yeah. still all at my parents' house. <laughs> and it's yeah. driving them nuts. Well, I mean, I had Imperial Guard too, because I got so tired of Space Marines. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But I did have yeah. more than one Chimera, so. Well, like, well, I mean, and that's the thing. That was the weird thing. I, um, And since, and after that, once that, actually, I take that back. Yeah, once that, like, all kind of worked through, and mm. I was doing various things to try and, like, rekindle that spark, I guess, yeah. I did wind up getting more Chimeras, which was then dumb, because they just kind of sat there, because I never wanted to mess with them, because yeah. I was out of the hobby, and I was attempting to, to rekindle interest by building more stuff, which, again, is what now I realize part of the issue with a lot of 40k players that being said I got an airbrush maybe I'll figure out how to use that and I'll paint you know all that stuff and it'll look great um but I kind of doubt it <laughs> yeah you get to a point where you're just like meh yeah that's well I mean something I did for years but of course I'm I, I was out of fantasy for a long time and now I'm start, starting to slowly peek my way in there you know so you never know I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. But again, I, what I've found is that with historical wargaming, there's enough space of stuff out there. You know what I mean? There's enough oh, yeah. depth of, of, of possibilities that I really haven't had to worry about it. Like if I get the urge to paint people wearing goofy clothes, carrying great big swords, then I'll, you know, paint five or 10 lands next for, Fistful of lead now is what I've been running with for stuff like that because for pretty much any period you want to do, if you can paint 
if you can suffer through paying five to ten miniatures for it, you can play Fistful of Lead and go ham. Yeah. Yep. Which, by the way, is awesome. All of you people, I don't know if Jay is still sending stuff out while you're stuck at home in a quarantine. Get Fistful of Lead. Get one of the extra books if you're playing something like Napoleonics or Wild West or any of that. Grab it. It's super worth it. It's an incredible system. Absolutely incredible. I've played Moderns. We played Ancients um, a few weeks before all this shut everything down. Um, but I've played Moderns, Ancients. I've played Futuristic stuff, Napoleonics, ACW, AWI. Just the whole nine yards. Everything incredibly well. What's up? Good all-around system, then. Yeah, it's it's good. Look into it. Um, but yeah, oh yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention while we were here, um, Craig Armstrong put Lords and Lands up as a free PDF. It's a fifteen to ten to six mil to even smaller if you want to um, fantasy game. Oh, cool. that you can also play in historical or anything else. It's it's pretty cool. There's a lot of fan-generated army lists. So if you like Game of Thrones, there's a Game of Thrones like list of armies for all the different factions. There's Lord of the Rings stuff. That's what I've got all this six mil that I'm about to start painting for fantasy once I knock out this two mil stuff that I'm replacing my um, my travel battles miniatures with. I'm going to start working on this six mil fantasy for Lords and Lands. By all means, check it out. He's a great author. Once things, you know, settle down a little bit, by all means, grab the book too, because the book is actually really well made. Um, but back in the day, Carl suggested that. I picked it up. I looked at it. I played a little bit, um, you know, just kind of with two sides on a table trying to figure out how it works, and it's great. Look it up. Pick it up. Read it. What's it like? by Craig Armstrong. Uh, I was going to put up their Gangs of Rome. Um one of my favorite games uh, by Footsore um, at the moment. And um, the game mechanic in there of the, the mobs and how innovative that was uh, the way the mobs work and the cards and the dice and how it all works together, you know, mm -hmm. um, Roman numerals on the dice for the direction in which they move, which is, you know, I mean, they just all, there's, there's a lot of very innovative stuff in there that completely changed my mind about a skirmish game and what you can do with it. Um, and there's a lot of mechanics in mortal gods. It's the same way that uh, surprised me. So, I mean, it's there, there's definitely games out there that have a mechanic, but my, my, by far my favorite, out of all of them is the mob mechanic um, that's used in games in Rome. So anybody else? Yeah. I was yep. going to say mortal gods. Definitely for me. Um, not just even the, I mean, not even just the pebbles, but like the use of cards. Uh, I find it be pretty ingenious. Um, I've never played a game like that before. Um, so for and again, I, I started the same way um, McMurray did with uh, you know um, which caught what's that? Is Todd here? Yep, welcome Todd. Todd. Thank you. Todd. Sorry to interrupt you. What's up, Todd? Oh, what's up, McMurray? Who's echoing? It's probably it's me. Todd. Todd is always echoing. Put in your put in your air AirPods. 
Uh, Anthony says, Battletech 3025 was my Matrix moment, the Gothic fleet. I am looking at Fireforge Games Forgotten World, but from Italy, so I will hang back a while. Yeah. I really uh, like Battlefleet Gothic 2, Anthony. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Walkabout Games says, hello, Jen. And, and the most awesome guy ever, Nache. Oh, and hi, Hippie. Oh, hi. Yeah, boy. <laughs> what is this? I thought we were friends, Chris Long. He says, how's it going, eh? Hey, hey buddy. Hey. The it's robe. Right it's right here, buddy. Right here. Right here. This is why. Star Wars for life. Star Wars is life. And uh, right, guys, commenting down. on Todd's wonderful robe. Hey, that, that that's not just a robe. That is the robe. The robe. That the is, robe. Is, it the, is it the a robe? Yes, it is the a robe. Jackass. There was a movie made about it. The robe. The well, robe. Welcome, sir. Uh, we haven't talked about the Solo War gaming yet, but uh, we're talking about uh, games uh, where you had like a Matrix moment. Like, oh my gosh, this is in- in- innovative. And uh, I had mentioned Gangs of Rome and the mob mechanic. Um and also bolt action when I first played it, and even Chain of Command. Um, when you and I played uh, a live play of Chain of Command, there was a lot of stuff in there that really surprised me that I really enjoyed. Actually, now that we're talking about it, if there was one mechanic that changed it, yeah, gang, uh, Chain of Commands kind of modified I Go, You Go, yeah. where it changes every time, but it changes in a really kind of interesting way like they do with the die rolls. Mm-hmm. That was... That mechanic I love, and I find it hard to go back to other games, you know, based around, you know, World War II gaming. I really wish that, kind of like how, what is it, something tactics, or something weapons and tactics, TWNT. There you go. Um, And I ain't been shot, Mom, we're really close. I really wish that there was a larger scale um, chain of command type activation system, because that's Great, I love it. Um, but hippie, you were saying about mortal mortal gods, and I interrupted you there. I'm sorry. Oh wow, there's a big buzz. Yep, that's coming from Todd. Todd, I muted you, buddy. Hippie. Yep. Hold on one second. One. Time's maybe, up. Maybe oh man, Todd, are those your his command stands? Huh? I, oh. I don't. I don't have anything to make command stands with. No, I was talking to Todd, but he's muted. He's unmuted now. Yes. Mute me. Those look awesome, buddy. Thank you. So, Are those your 15 mil stuffs? Yes, sir. Pretty cool. Painted by uh, Curtis of uh, Curtis Fire and Forge. Forge and Curtis Brush, of Fire Curtis, and, huh? Whatever. Curtis of Curtis. Curtis of Curtis and British Legion. So I got some good painted guys here for a change. Very cool. Try not to ruin them with my base. You were saying about uh, Mortal Gods? Yeah, so, you know, for me, it was the uh, the use of cards in a game. Like, I've never, I never thought that sort of system existed. So, being able to experience that is pretty cool. For the first time, I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of neat. Now, I don't have to worry about trying to memorize the, the stats of every single one of my, uh, my units on the table, everything is right there for me, and uh, that that I always thought was pretty neat. So, very cool. That that's that was mine. Um, Your matrix moment. My matrix moment. 
Excellent. Correct. What about you, Todd? What was a matrix moment for you? I'll unmute you. I can't unmute you. I am. Gosh. I guess I would say the the Blitzkrieg Commander stuff, and I've liked it ever since. The um, rolling the dice, and you can keep getting commands. You know, if you keep rolling lower than your the command value, and this what that opens up, kind of. The, so the whole Warmaster system. I really. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the first games I had played, and I've enjoyed that ever since. Now, I, I do. I think the chain of command thing is fascinating and offers quite the level of brain burning like you and i discovered yeah it was exhausting <laughs> and it's um but it's really cool and it really opens up a lot of new things and and the bolt action thing is also fun because it it just offers that kind of fog of war variety of stuff but i would say um i would say uh the blitzkrieg commander i guess i should give it it's right war master command value thing i'd say that's the thing that got me interested in that and i guess from the war board war gaming side i would say the combat commander system of using cards to control things um, and to control what you can and cannot do was pretty interesting to me very cool and, and the way that guy writes rules was super clear and awesome excellent and i thought all rules should be written this way until i found out they're not <laughs> right on yep excellent haven't heard from bane yet bane yeah sorry i was just waiting for a break after i got doing some airbrushing um for me you know because i started i started my miniature gaming with the big battle you know historical stuff you know, i started with fire and fury went to age of reason um so ironically for me, I, I guess my matrix moments kind of went in in two different directions. Uh, Historical-wise, um, I actually went back in time in my first, my first game of uh, Tricorn, which was originally written in 1973. Wow. Um, and it... it for me, you know, because it's a roster system game, and I think for me the time period, you know, because it, it it's rules for the kind of the Seven Years' War, you know, mid eighteenth century time period. For me, with the roster system and just the pace of play and how it played out, it to me it's what brought that time period to life. You know what I mean? Like you, there's some some game rules you're like, holy crap, this like feels like it. this. This set of rules is perfect for this time period because this is what this time period feels like. You know what I, you guys know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, Tricorn was that for you know seven years war time period, um, and then going in the opposite direction um, when I played Mephidias uh, Mephidias uh, I don't know Mephidias. God, you see me now, babe. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Fallout Wasteland Warfare. Yeah, Mophidius. Yeah, Mophidius, yeah. And, you know, being a, being a fan of the video games, um, they did such a good job of making a tabletop war game feel like it does in, in, in you know, make it feel like 
you're playing the video game. You know, the way they they have, you know, they have specialized dice mechanics and just the way you can go about and you play the game and you can play, you know, tournament style head to head. You can play single player with AI cards for the opponents so that so the uh, the opponents are automatically you know they have they have rules, um, or you could play you know kind of like an ongoing, for lack of a better term, D and D campaign with miniature wargaming. I mean the 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 possibilities with that game are literally endless. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's that that was it for me. I just wish I had more time in the day to. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, um, read off some of the stuff that's been going across to you right quick, and we'll get to you now, Jay. Chris Long, eh, says, just got my butt kicked by my son again, not Jay. Uh, I need to learn to play better. No, what uh, you need to do is learn how to play Fistful of Lead using your Star Wars figures, and you can kick his ass. <laughs> you don't have to worry about all of that synergy BS garbage. Yeah. Yeah, Legion is so much fun to paint. It's fun to paint. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not a good game. Uh, I was gutted when Spartan Games went tits up Firestorm Armada. Uh, I really went full tilt on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've looked at Firestorm Armada, but the the game that interested me was that uh, steampunk one with like dystopian wars. Yeah, dystopian wars. Yeah, uh, I am almost finished. My Beckus commands. And me, it was the Warmaster system. Chris Long says Warmaster system. And I was going to get to this one, and he stole it from me. Uh, Muskets and Tomahawks was my first card activation game and loved. I really love that system. That's my one, one of my all-time favorites. When I was painting, you know, AWI and stuff like that, that's the one I wanted to play, you know. So, but uh, there you go. So, Nache, for you? Yeah, for me, um, I, I, there's been several throughout the the ages um probably one of the uh one of the um first miniature games well actually the first miniature game i ever bought was uh fast real no shut <laughs> yeah i was i was there with uh with in austria with you know Ricewitz. yeah exactly yeah no um was uh, Fass's Star Trek uh, uh, Starship game. Starship game is my favorite. <clears throat> and uh, my brother and I played it over and over and over again. And it was in, in our, our, uh, in our particular uh, situation, we preferred it over, uh, Starfleet battles because yeah there was some ship tracking to do but it wasn't you didn't have to have a master's in accounting and uh, numeric theory wow um, so no not but, with that attitude yeah not with that attitude but it was it was a lot of fun to play um, <clears throat> then of course just like about everybody we got into 40k. Um, second, well, first and second edition kind of dropped out after that. Um, but coming back into the gaming hobby, um, 
I would have to say, as everybody else, chain of command and Blitzkrieg commander. But in my in my instance, it was Cold War commander. Same rules, different tanks. Uh, and then, of course, fistful of lead. Fistful of lead has has led led me down a rosy pathway. Oh, words there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where we can actually play, um, we, we can play like, uh, uh, McMurray was saying any genre to the point where he's going to be producing a starship version where, you know, you activate your, your ship with the card. Uh, and they're even talking about uh, doing the, uh, uh, doing, you know, capital ships. So I, I could very easily see us doing uh, very easily doing us doing it as a uh, naval game as well. You know, I'm, oh, I'm sure you, you want to work on that with me, buddy. You work on an HS sail fistful of lead. Yeah, you want. You to? got me half torqued just thinking about it, man. Yeah, yeah. We need to work on that together. Put something together and uh, give it to Jay Wiley. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, we just need, to have, just need to have Jay on sometime. Yeah, it's Mr. Wiley. Definitely cool. Not, it's not really good. Uh, it's really good. His camera is on on his crotch right now. Yeah, say so take a cold shower there, McMurray. Yeah, I'm about to go have to stand outside for a minute, boys. <laughs> in in the words of many, he's going full ham. Yeah, <laughs> he's All got right. a hawk, and he said to you. Scotty Wallace in here? Scotty Wallace? What? Scotty Wallace in here? He keeps poor company. <laughs> oh, good lord. Anyway, but yeah, Fistful of Lead, that, that really is my go-to game right now. In, Correct, huh? in, in so many ways. I, I do like Full Thrust and Stargrunt. Um, I heard that about you. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh GG. I'm half torqued. He's loving full thrust. This is getting weirder and weirder by the minute, boys. <laughs> um, uh, and they are coming out with a new version of muskets and tomahawks. Or it's out. Um, it's yeah. out. Earthly yeah. battle rocks full thrust, and is my starship system. <laughs> so uh, I got a question for. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, one more. One billion stars from Osprey's games coming out soon. Hope it. It's skirmish and armada scale. Uh, some call one billion stars from Osprey. Have to check that out. Yeah, because that's another thing I, I like to do is I like to get a hold of game books mm. just to study the mechanics. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why not? <laughs> because we're talking about game mechanics. Learning of all the different types of different ideas that people have come up with. Oh yeah, because there's always better rules out there. It, it, let's put it this way. Oh boy! If if you've ever bought a game for miniatures and you've not immediately started to figure out how you can change it with house rules, oh, you're yeah. not a real war gamer or miniatures gamer. <laughs> yeah. So say we all. I mean, almost immediately. What could? How could we do this? What if we did this? It's just, it's just the way it is. 
it baffles my uh, board war game friends. They're like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So how do you? They're like, "How do you do that?" Because you know, it's, I want to ask. Raising their people into to board gamers and video gamers that you know the rules are the rules, and you you can't break out of that fourth wall, so to speak. So I want to ask. What are you uh, saying, Todd? Well, I want to ask not Jay about, you know, I guess you're kind of talking like the Matrix type moment uh, for rules, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So is there something about Fistful of Lead that made you, what, what is it about that rule set that made you go, oh, man, this is it? Just for the simple fact that. Um, it's simple. It, it Yeah, it's simple. Um, it doesn't dig down into uh, the nitty gritty. It, it allows you, it, very similar to. Um, the uh, uh, the the mechanics for um, damn it! I never heard of Shut it! Uh, <laughs> well, I used yeah, to call it Ambush Alley. Fifth Edition. Damn it! Ambush Alley. Uh, it, it doesn't focus on the weapon type. It focuses. Um, it 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 focuses on uh, the the. The character it focuses on the person carrying the weapon, and so you don't, you know, you don't make a differentiation between an AK-47 and an M16. I see. You make the differentiation by the the training in in ambush alley uh, and force on force. It's the training and the morale of the character in fistful of lead. It's it's the the different. Uh, it's almost like an RPG because you've got traits that the character has. And that's what's most important about your character uh, mm-hmm. is not necessarily the type of weapon that they have other than it's a pistol or it's a shotgun or, you know, whatever. Um, but what traits does he have to help him in combat? What type of training did the he skill of the shooter? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that that really for me is is like wow. I I can I can get a very fulfilling game with five to six models on the table on my side. Five to six models on the table uh, on you know the other on the other side. The enemy. And, yeah, the enemy, and <laughs> I've got. You know, an hour and a half worth of game, you know, or half two hours of gameplay, um, and I didn't have to spend that much time putting it all together. Yeah. So, can a game be too simple? Yes. That's a good question. I think so. If he doesn't say so himself. Yeah, I I, I think a game can be too simple. I absolutely believe that. Uh, for me. Um, too, what, what's a good example of too simple? Tic-tac-toe. Um, tic-tac-toe. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that I that I had. I mean, a lot of times I just buy the rules first before I you know buy into the miniatures. So for me, I've got a lot of rules just laying around here that I'll never play because they're either too simple or it's like the, some of it just doesn't make any sense. You know, just reading it over. Um. Kings of War, I thought was too simple, um, but it actually turns out because it's simple, 
and the things you can add to it, the rules you can add to it uh, out of the book for magic and things like that actually made it a lot better, you know, in my eyes. It, it, it just, but just the plain straightforward rules with nothing else was just kind of, eh, you know, got boring over time. Savage core is very simple. You know, it's uh, you roll the hit and then you roll on the all roll on a chart at the end, end phase. And um, you find out what happens. Well, when you add the cards to it and the flavor of each one of the armies, um, simple turns into simple, but fun as hell, you know? Um, but I get what you're saying. There are games out there. Definitely. They're just too simple. Uh, anybody have any thoughts, any other thoughts on, uh, um, anything you want to mention, honorable mentions in uh, your matrix moment or your game mechanics moment that kind of changed the way you look at miniature game or miniature war game rules. Anybody? Nope. No. Well, well like I said, uh, um, ambush alley slash, um, uh, force on force. Oh, yes, yeah, force on force. Cool. I have tomorrow's war, which I know is pretty much similar to that, right? Yep, yeah, yeah it, it's force on force in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know how to play force on force then. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, Right on. So let's let's get get right into the meat and, pota meat and potatoes of what we want to talk to about tonight, and that's from Todd. Todd, uh, you are the person who I think needs to lead this conversation. Um, but our social distancing is requiring us to play games at home uh, by ourselves, so we play with ourselves. And uh, it's solo wargaming, and Todd is the connoisseur of that. Uh, he's been doing it for years. He loves to play with himself. Yes, he loves to play with himself. Play my, with myself since 1983. Hey, look at that. Um, I was so born then. A lot of us are doing that—that that, uh, the solo wargaming thing. Um, let's talk solo wargaming. What I like to touch here, Todd, is what are things that you do? Hey, easy. <laughs> what are things that you do um, to take a game uh, and and make it solo? I mean, what are what are some of the little things that you can do to change about a game that can make it solo, like uh, adding cards for activation, or um, obviously you're rolling for the enemy. You know what I mean? Uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you do? And uh, also um, some of the things that are going on right now with Solo War Gaming uh, that you can share with us and everybody else here that uh, they've seen that uh, or a rule book set that's come out. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing I do the most is, it's not very exciting, but I just do my best to make the decisions as I would each turn. So, you know what I mean? I don't... I'm not a huge fan of solo systems, like even in board war games. There's, in board war games, there's a lot more solo AI type systems because it's a little easier to do because you have grids and references and things you can refer to. Um, but I've never been a fan of those kind of systems, I think, because I don't want to add, because there's always another layer of rules, right, to kind of run that AI. Um, so I've always played it. I just try to make the best decision I can. Um, so that's primarily what I do there. But that's why I think games like um, Bolt Action, um, Chain of Command even, although Chain of Command is a little tougher, but you have that kind of that component of the, the random, uh, you don't know what you're going to get to do. So there's some randomness there. Even your best laid plan is may, may not necessarily uh, you know, flesh out at the end. Um, that's why a lot of the actually two fat lardy games are good like with card activation and for I ain't been shot mom and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's just a matter of a, a dice roll, right? To say, 
this um, this is what they should do if I'm ever questioning like all right what would what would really happen here because I kind of know the intention of the opponent so I, I, I roll a dice sometimes so that's what I do the majority of the time um, in both war, uh, board and 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 miniature um, and I I get a lot of enjoyment from that but I have been enjoying more <laughs> playing uh, with people and the real opponents more often but not so much now kind of hard to do that now though not with board war games you can there's it's a little simpler I did uh, recently download tabletop simulator which you know I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit um, just downloaded it last night to for miniature wargaming purposes to play find some opponents and um, I don't think my computer's good enough for it <laughs> so I may not be doing too much of that but um, so that's, kind of, that's kind of what I do and and, uh, and I think shooting videos and doing live plays also, you know, adds to it a little bit, right? Because I get input from people um, as I'm playing and, you know, people helping out with rules and things like that. You know, Matt, you've been on with me many times and, you know, you have suggestions and I ignore them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, when we play a game online with Todd, it's, hey, uh, Matt, what do you think we should do here? Oh, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what I you're talking we should about. Move him to the east and then fire on that other unit. Oh, great. We'll move him west. <laughs> sit down that's playing todd with todd online yeah so anyway very exciting times. stuff very oh, exciting yeah. stuff guys mm -hmm. wow so that's that but obviously a lot of people are having to do it and you're it's cooling is you're seeing a lot more people jumping on tabletop simulator doing what perry did the other day and putting up a video and having his friend tell him kind of what to do kind of like what you were just talking about matt yeah and there's been people that have done that but you're just seeing a lot more of it and i think that's it's kind of cool that people are kind of stretching out and trying to find ways to, to find get ways to game, play. Yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome. Like uh, McMurray and uh, Jay, you're going to do tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm yeah. super psyched for that. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're doing the finale of I guess about ten day long Creek spiel. Oh, cool. Uh, everything has been pretty much done uh, on a one for one timeline basis. So all of the different uh, division commanders have been sending in orders and uh, chatting back and forth on Discord on a special channel set up. Uh, and like they have Rocky's War Room. Yeah. Check it out on Discord, Rocky's And uh, they've, uh, Jay and I, mo mostly Jay, I've done a little bit of it, uh, have, you know, sent back responses of, you know, hey, you, you sent... So you sent these troops across the border to spy. Well, this is what happened to your scouts. They either drowned uh, or yeah. they got captured or they got away or, you know, turned back, etc. And then tomorrow what's going to happen is we're actually going to have everybody together. Um, and unless they actually tell Jay or me that they are physically going to be in the same location on the map they are going to remain separated and have to funnel all of their uh information through us the umpires uh paul beckus is with us again hey, paul. What's, what's up, up paul, paul? So Somebody. are you gonna are you gonna be is this gonna be live that we people can watch or is this gonna be just amongst you guys? Just amongst us, because uh, we're still working this out. This is the second uh, Creek Spiel Jay has run himself. 
Uh, it's like right. the third or fourth he's participated in. But we do have uh, uh, Nick from Two Fat Lardies observing for us. And he's run about seven of these. So, uh, but um, yeah, everything is basically digital. We don't have an actual printed out map or anything like that that at this time. But uh, what's going to happen is, you know, what Sam McMurray wants to attack. Uh, Speaking of McMurray, many warmuts says super psyched for the slow motion game. Woohoo! Hi all, I'm teasing. <laughs> okay, back to the bench. Woo! Um, <laughs> More listening tonight than typing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so he, uh, so let's say McMurray wants to send his, his, uh, uh, first regiment of his division, uh, charging up, you know, down a hill or something. He's going to say, uh, you know, regiment, first regiment moving, you know, from position A to position B, uh, to attack, uh, enemy regiment, um, ahead of me. And so what Jay and I will do uh, on the back end is figure out, okay, how long should, how long since he's not actually going to be at that location, he's just sent to the order. How long is it going to take for the order to get there? Then how long is it going to actually get the order to be implemented? And then how long is it going to take for him to get the report back of what happened? All real time. Oh dang! Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. So you know, you're going to say, "Yeah, I'm going to charge down this hill. I'm going to have my regiment charge down this hill and attack uh, Chris Copeland, <clears throat> his regiment that's sitting at the bottom of this hill." Well, you might send that at one thirty-five. You might not hear back until about two o'clock what's going on with that particular regiment, but you've got all the other regiments you got to worry about also. Yep. So it's, it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. He did this for his uh, OCS candidates uh, in January and I helped him with that. And none of them are gamer. Well, one of them is a, is a gamer. Every single one of them to a, to a man said we need to do this again so when they went out to gettysburg uh for um uh, a training exercise um or a, a, a staff exercise they got with little wars tv the guys at little wars tv they brought out their gettysburg the south end of their gettysburg board and ran uh um uh, a uh, American Civil War game for them on Gettysburg. Oh, that's awesome. What yeah. were they playing with? Fire and Fury? Uh, I think they were playing their own game. Yeah. Alter yeah. of Freedom? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, and, and they were all really stoked. In fact, they, they wanted to play longer, but Curfew got uh, the, the the mandated uh, military curfew uh, fell on them, and they had to close down. Right on. So, solo war gaming. Hatche. <laughs> For me, um, I, I, I kind of have a hard time solo war gaming personally. Why is that? 
because I pick a side I want to win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot it, of us do that. It, it, it's kind of hard to do that. You know, like if I'm, I'm playing uh, Cold War Gone Hot, I'm always picking the Americans. You know, I always want the Americans to win. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, let's not do the absolute most optimum thing that the Soviets would do. We're just going to charge straight on forward. Uh, M1s be damned. And they get annihilated. And hey, they won. But it wasn't satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> So there's nothing that worked for you solo wise, like solo. Uh, I mean, like, is there something that would keep you from doing that and still be as just as fun? So, the, uh, World at War '85, uh, the Kickstarter that um, Todd and I backed, uh, has a solo gamer component that they created, and so I'm. I need to read up on it to see how it works. It's it's a card driven type of thing, and it's it doesn't it it still has you make decisions, but it gives you an idea of okay based off of what is happening on the board right now. These are the decisions that you would want to consider taking. So it kind of guides you and, and pushes you along. Now, of course, nothing says you have to follow those, and you can yeah. still charge forward. You know, M1s be damned. <laughs> well, I know a lot of a lot of the solo wargaming world, um, from what I've seen as far as rule sets go, uh, are heavily uh, well, not heavily, but a lot of them are uh, card based. Yeah, because it's easy to just draw a deck of cards for each unit if you're doing a. You know, all the, when are these move, units moving or, you know, making up a, your own set of cards for events and random events and things like that, that, that would happen, you know, that would take you away from that. Um, oh, my goodness. So solo war gaming, Paul Becker says, uh, line soldiers up, throw rocks at them. <laughs> That's what Paul Becker says. Line them up and throw rocks at them. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to do that, uh, Paul. So uh, must be the solo- medicine speaking. Yeah, solo war camping. <laughs> let my cat paw at that opposition. What? Let the cat get the opposition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying Northag solo right now. What is Northag solo? So. It just came out. It's the Who battle group. Out? It's the hot Cold War Gun Hot battle group version. It's not the oh, exactly okay. the same, but similar. And we got eight, eight viewers right now. So you guys just pop it in there. If there's something, you know, solo war game that you do, solo war gaming. Uh, that could help our viewers out, uh, our people out that like some sort of mechanic that you can use, um, cards, dice, whatever. You know, give us kind of a, an idea. Uh, you know, be be mindful typing it. Um, you might have to do it in a couple li- lines, but uh, let us know what you guys do. Uh, so, anybody? Yeah, I just saw. Oh, sorry, and Matt, I just saw a video yeah. of a guy playing bolt action, and he was using um, some kind of cards to kind of guide some of the things that happened with on the field. And I feel like I don't have a link to that, but he um, he was using. I think he made them up himself. Let's see if I can find it. That's awesome. Right on. Uh, uh, combat patrol. You can combat control patrol. Uh, combat patrol is completely card based. You know, there's no dice or anything, and it lends to um, there's a the, there's quite a bit of rules in there, but it's it's good for solo war gaming. Um, uh, Chris says Boar versus USSR. 
And Paul Becker says, I've stopped taking the oxycodone. <laughs> um, but what were you going to say, Bing? Uh, I was going to say, like, another thing that you could do is, you know, I've, I've heard of some, you know, some stuff doing like you have, you know, uh, the, the opposing side basically move based off of scripted movement. Um, so you'd set up, you know, what the opposing side is going to do beforehand. Um, I suppose one thing you could do to kind of help that out is you could ask a friend to, you know, give them a broad idea of what's going on and they kind of give you a generic battle plan for the, for the opposing side. So that way as the game progresses, you know, you're, you're not making the decisions for the other side. You know, they're, they're moving based on a script that we write. So is it something yeah well it's kind of like it reminds me of like the older war games where you know you had to write down your you know what they're going to do beforehand and they're that's the orders they keep with during the game you know so i can see that so is hippie still with us i am still with you hey buddy how are you Good. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm painting. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, you want to share anything about solo war gaming? Something you've done? Um, some suggestions you have, maybe, or something you were fascinated by? Anything? Bueller. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's Bueller. probably some stuff I can talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sure. Hang on a sec. Paul, Paul Becca says it's making me constipated. That's worse than having your kidney taken out. Poor ah. me, poor me. He says, "Oh, Paul, we make it all about you." <laughs> Go ahead, Hippie. Yeah. We make it all about you, Paul. It's cool. Um, yeah, no, just uh, you know, I, I am interested in, in this topic. Obviously, uh, I'd love to figure out a way to play a game like Mortal God solo. Um, so that's something, you know, that I don't know if anyone out there has tried that or is considered that possibility at all, but that's something, um, you yeah, know, I've been, I've been we, trying to play can, around with. Yeah. I, was gonna, I think there's a way to do it, but I mean, it, you'd have to have some sort of battle plan for the other army. I think maybe, I don't know. That is a good question. How you would do that solo. Sorry. I'm shaking up some paint. Okay. They're calling it these days. Bane does it all the time. So. Yeah, it's true. He does. Mm-hmm. He's a bona fide paint shaker. Shake, 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 senora. Shake it all the time. No, nothing? No. <laughs> yeah. try though, Hippie. Be- better, yeah. left, better left unsaid. God, is everybody asleep tonight? No, I'm actually painting, painting. So Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's interesting what happens when you actually paint yeah i know i try but you know i have to run the chat here put up pictures put move pictures we're making all about you matt yeah 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 exactly i thought it was i thought it was paul becca's night it is okay then quit your bitching (laughs) i like it god can you use to focus on that thing oh Oh. it looks like uh looks like it's a shrubbery all right, so my my turn. Go for it. Oh, oh, it's it's the under boobs. It's the infamous under boob. I finally finished her, so I need I need some input here. 
Oh, on very nice. Boob. I get more enjoyment playing PC war games than attempting to play solo miniature war games. That's what Paul Beckett says. Oh man, Paul, you should look into this game. Oh, Nate, I'm just messing with you. For you. Miniature underboob. What were we saying, McMurray? <laughs> Nothing. I was going to mess around with that uh, naval action game. Don't play it. It's boring, Paul. Oh, there you go. Heard it from McMurray first. It's delightful, Yay. but it's pretty pretty boring for a lot of people. So, with that said, has anybody here played a solo war game since we you, you've been stuck at home? Sure, someone has. All just kind of been playing like or, or painting, and that's it. Painting. Painting. Uh, I was thinking about again, so I'm painting up these two mill guys for to stand in for the miniatures in travel battle because I really didn't like the miniatures in travel battle. Um, but anyways, point being, I was thinking about trying to get somebody, you know, playing that with somebody just because it is on a gridded system. It should be thanks, Paul. Uh it should be pretty simple in terms of, um, you know, uh, playing not necessarily solo, but with two people over, a, you know, with one person having it at their place and the other person playing over the computer. It's all graded. It should be simple for that to happen. So I'm hoping to make that work. Um, oh, man, Todd, is that one of the Vallejo terrain paints? Yeah, it's just gray. I should have got brown, but I didn't. So next time I'm going to get a color. The brown texture stuff. Yeah, yes. I got the brown. The brown. Is that this one? Yep, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the brown Which one? Really good. Which one do you have, Bane? It's the same one, the, the uh, ground texture acrylic. It's um, rough gray pumice. Yeah. This I, is the one that I always use for beach. Yep. Yeah. I really like it. For beach, gray yeah. sand. That's what I need. I need a color. Matt, I've got that. Somebody. I've got that earth texture like Matt does. I like it. It's just a little ready for me. I used it for Italian stuff. And then I got the thick mud, European mud. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool, but it's kind of really hard to use. I was using it for two mil, and it's a little, the texture is a little big for that. Yeah, it's dark um, too, isn't it? Oh, they're just stomping the boulders. It is, it is darker, but it looks, it's a good color. And I feel like it would be great on, um, on, uh, like 28s. Hang on, I'm trying to find it. I have it on some, some Yeah, I I use it as an under, like the ground, like underneath a lot of like I use uh Luke apps buy shit uh, stuff, you know. And underneath it, sometimes I'll use that grit just to kind of level the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here, I've got. I was gonna make my Americans in Rommel for like an Italian campaign sort of thing. Um, so I wound up doing, here's that, what is that? Just brown earth, earth texture. Yeah. I don't know if that's focusing, but big fan of that. Even with six mil stuff, it hides the bases really well. Um, as you can see on those priests, it worked fine. Um, Here's the you, you bane. the European mud. Oh, uh, sure. I got you. You can see there's chunks of it that are. It's kind of weird. It's easy to get kind of these areas where there's you can see straight through it. I realized I did this straight onto the metal base, mm -hmm. um, but 
point being, it, it, it doesn't necessarily fill as well. If you take a lot of time and do it, like I did on on these uh, panthers right here, let me straighten out a barrel. It does look really good. It just takes so darn long. Again, with 28s, I feel like it would be perfect. Yeah. I need to find a, I didn't realize there was a difference between the earth texture and the thick mud. I need yeah. to find an earth texture in a, in a lighter color or a darker color so I can just put, you know, grit and, and particularly in six mil, just put the, the foliage or whatever ground cover I want directly on top of it. What's the yeah. difference between the two? The thick mud, it's not like a grit. It's almost like, this sounds really gross, but it's like it's somebody's dried out dip spit. Because that's how big the – that's the consistency of the grit is it's like a long-cut dip. Oh, wow. Hmm. Which, again, in 28s, I feel like I'm going to use it for my Russians, and I think it's going to work out really, really well. But it, it does make it a little harder if you're going for, like, a thin, even layer. That's not hard to do with the earth texture. Um, but, yeah, so okay. whatever. Interesting. Okay. Right. I've never used these before. Then I saw somebody using them online. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Got the earth texture was like, hi, damn, that's awesome. Grabbed this stuff, didn't realize that it was thick mud and thus a different. Yeah. The... In 28s, I feel like it's going to work great. Yeah, Just with yeah. the six mil stuff, it was a little funky. Cool. All right. I was using the liquid tech stuff that I was mixing with, like, you know, quickrete sand and stuff like that. Uh huh. It's, it's like a heavy gel or whatever. Yeah. And it, it always. It was always just too thick, and the grit was. No matter how much grit I, I added, the grit did not stick to the top. It just kind of sunk down in it. <laughs> so, yeah. totally useless, you know. So I find that those Vallejo, you know, textures, ground textures are perfect, especially for twenty eight. It, it easy to dry brush. Uh, you can slop it on with with no primer. <clears throat> right. You need primer underneath it at all, you know. So. I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. I hadn't even thought about putting Luke stuff on there. That'd be incredible. Yep. Does Luke make a ground texture or does he just have the flocks? No, it's we I just put it on top of the ground texture. Yeah, yeah just this flocks and premix stuff. Yeah. I tried playing in the strongest recently online with a friend. Yeah, I tried playing yeah. the strongest recently yeah. online with a friend. The grid helps so much. I heard that game is uh is pretty fun. Uh, Anthony says, I hate to drop a channel that I follow, but there's a U.S. guy on YouTube who is isolated through 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 rural life with the dedicated solo RPG skirmish channel. Has some great content. Artichoke Dip. I guess that's, that's Artichoke Dip is the name. To the Strongest would work well. Same as Square, square Bashing. Uh, love the brown thick mud for basing. Wow, very cool, Mini Warbot says. Uh, do you guys dry brush the modeling grit? I don't. I don't. But I, I, I find that the, the texture that I use is the perfect color for what I need it for. So I don't ever need to worry about it. But it's a good material to do that if you need to, I guess. Yeah. Um, Two-hour war games makes a lot of stuff nuts, and other stuff makes some of their rule sets are really good for solo. In fact, they're kind of designed for that. So I've read that about nuts. I have that. I was gonna give that a shot here in a couple weeks. So if someone's looking for a rule set that works good solo, 
Um, I had it for a while and it would work well. I just didn't sit well with me, but it seems pretty good. And he supports it. He's pretty active online. Tom, I don't know. Right on. Two, two hour war guy. Uh, Walkabout Games says he's working on red clay for Vietnam. You know what, Chris? I've got some Vietnam guys. I might give that a shot. I use the texture pastes uh, from MIG. Those are also good. Uh, they have some great colors. They do. Um, I actually like those better. They're just more expensive. Um, I agree with Paul Beckus. Uh, use the real thing. Dirt in the backyard and seal it with a clear and, and dry brush. Well, well many more mud. So, you know, as, as much as that, I, I hear people talk about that all the time, but Unless you're going to dry that stuff out first, and, and I would I wouldn't be using it. Um, too much of a risk there for bacteria and other growing monstrosities to take over your miniatures. Um, heard horror it stories. Be corona in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Matt. Um, God, I'm trying to liven the crew up here. <laughs> but like. Jeez. You know, I, I have heard stories of people who have, you know, put stuff in display cabinets using dirt from outside. And next thing you know, they've got mold going on their bases. Um, and again, unless you're going to dry it first in like a kiln or in an oven, um, you're better off just getting the I mean, and, unless you're going to like use it for like large terrain as well. You're better off just getting the modeling stuff. I mean, it, it is expen It's pricey, but in, as far as it goes, it's safer. Huh. You know, it's it's made for doing exactly what you're doing it with. So, damn, I've used a ton of of dirt on terrain stuff, and never had any issues at all. I used. I, it also depends on where you live too. I mean, if if you're out in like Arizona or Nevada, you don't have to worry too much. Um, low moisture count, count areas, but I mean, if I were to do it, if I were to go in my backyard, living in Pennsylvania, um, take up dirt and put on my miniatures, I would have mold. No doubt, I would have mold because it's, it's a lot of moisture in here, you know. Huh. So. Yeah, I, I I did some ACW like uh, Jayhawkers a while back, mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out a good way to to kind of mimic that Missouri soil with limestone and stuff. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Just I don't know. I couldn't find something that was the right dirt color, and I wound up using some of mine, and then mixing in some uh, woodland scenics. Just their gray talus because it looks yeah, limestoney yeah. enough. I was really happy with the effect. I should, I guess, I should pull them out and see if there's any stuff. So come back next week for Dustin Murray <laughs> have a full bag full of mold. <laughs> Tune in next week. Oh, he says, um, Arizona, it's dry. Many Wormut says. That's what I'm saying. If you, if you out, if you live out in Arizona or Nevada or areas where you're not going to have to worry about all of that, it's totally fine. But like yeah. if you live in an area that's temperate or has, you know, high moisture content, it's has humidity, it's not, don't do it. He's I'm in Missouri. It, it could, this could be an interesting, uh. Yeah. Day of reckoning with my with my models here. Yeah. Uh, get some sand from the playground, but just just don't pick up the clumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, how, how expensive is a bag of sand at a Home Depot or a Lowe's? Five bucks. Like I've, honestly, I've been using quickrete uh, quickrete sand and and regular sand for a long time, and you know, 
I, I used it for a long time and it worked just fine. Tile yeah. grout. I mean, if you really, yeah, if you really want to go that route, if you really want to do the, you know, if you want to avoid texture paints and, 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 you know, putting white glue on and just sprinkling sand on tile grout is a good option. Um, I've been using that too. And it's incredible. Grout's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there is so many other things you could do. I mean, I know people that use super glue and baking soda. Yep. yep. Um, for snow. So, I mean, there, there are other alternatives to just using dirt. Like I would, I would not recommend using dirt. Unless, again, unless you live in like a zero humidity climate, like okay. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way Luke from again, Luke's APS or geek gaming. Now I think is what the official name of it is. Bye. Yeah. He, he does recommend he he uses dirt from his backyard all the time, but he does also uh, he dries it out also. Right, he puts it in an oven first. Yeah. Yep. Which that was pretty simple, honestly. For me, I did that once mainly because it helped me break it up a whole lot easier because it's Missouri, so it's just Clay City. Right, that's how it is here too. Um, and that honestly, I did it once. I just left it sitting out on a cookie sheet in the sun. And that dried it out to the point where it was so damn easy to break up that the next time I just tossed on that same old cookie sheet and put it in the oven, you know, and that that helped a ton. There was a yeah. little bit of uh, organic matter left in that dirt, so there was a little bit of a, a smell, not much. It didn't smell bad. It was just like, what the hell is that smell? And then I remember, <laughs> oh, wait, I have backyard? Okay. What? Were you pooping in the backyard again? No. What it was not in that spot. He's not going to admit it if he does. No, no I'll admit that I've pooped in my backyard a number of times. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I only have one bathroom, so when I redid the bathroom, dude, you gotta you gotta get it done. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, these are just some options to use for an emergency. Tile grout is great, but don't inhale it. And oh, oops, Chris, I use them for all flesh must be eaten. See. Wait, oh, is tile grout bad if you inhale it? Yeah, uh, you don't you, want to do that. Yeah, for a company. Oh, okay, they're talking amongst themselves. Whoopsies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to die from, like, other stuff. I used to work in an inorganic lab a while back, and I was, I'm sure that I've inhaled, like, thallium, and in, like, 20 years from now, I'm going to end up dying from, like, you know, a lung issue from that. So, you know, gray, gray lung. Yeah. I'll, so as far as that goes, the huh? best cheers cold opener is the one where, uh, the dude walks in and he's talking about how he's nervous. Cause they're always doing experiments in this lab that he works in as a janitor. Best cheers cold open I've ever seen. Cheers. Dude, Watch it. It's, it's a, it's a scary thing, man. I used to, I might, I might have even told you guys the story once or twice before, but the first day I started working there, one of the one of the chemists took me into the into the stock room, which is basically just a bunch of like plastic jars with with um, high purity um, uh, high purity compounds and elements just sitting in them. Um, Sweet. And I'm like, oh yeah, uh, he reaches into this one large blue barrel with like like a hand just like reaches in and grabs some and like starts like, you know, doing all those things where it like drips out like sand. And then whenever he had his mat, like he left in his hand, he just licked it. 
and I swear I was like freaking out because they just showed me like all of this really terrible like you know beryllium oxide and like (laughs) you know like just arsenic and you know terrible terrible things and I was like oh my god you what'd you do and he's like oh it's just you know calcium carbonate you can eat it (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was like you've got to be Right now. Tree branches are really nice to use for tree stumps or war-torn trees. Okay, back to the bench. Walkabout games says the majority will be the Empress for me. Empress miniatures. Oh, about. yeah, the, the Vietnam stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And Todd is out. His camera's off. And muted. Todd. And muted. No more Todd. Todd. The Todd Meister. No more the robe. <laughs> Maybe he's losing the robe, and that's why he's got the camera off. Whoa, look out. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. So is Maybe there you guys uh, robe has showed up. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you guys want to add to Solo Wargaming before we move on? Anything else needs to be said? Uh, uh, you can do it without pants. Yes. Dude, you can do regular Wargaming without pants if you're ballsy enough. Yeah. Said there. See what you said there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we get what you're throwing down. Picking up what you're putting down. I'm not picking up anything around him. <laughs> yeah, he might be ballsy. <laughs> oh man. We yeah. have fun. Yes, we do. I'm painting. Sorry, nobody else has anything to say about solo wargaming. Anything? Nothing. Bueller. 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 Bless you. Sorry. That's Bane. A bit of cough towards the evening. Is it a dry cough? Do you have a fever? Have you gone anywhere in the past? I had a fever when I got back from Denver. It was only a hundred, though. That's still uh, bad. I still mess with my partner. I saw it for three days. It was sucked. Was that McMurray? To mess with my partner on Thursday, I just spent the entire shift coughing. Just <laughs> to cough. He was not entertained. No, I bet he wasn't. <laughs> it was like two hours in. He's like, dude, what the? What are you doing? Why are you coughing? Why did you come in today? I was like, I'm coughing to fuck with you. That's about it. It's like, are you kidding me? It was like, yeah, I won't cough anymore. Nice. What? Yeah, it's good. We're good. We're good. It's all good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It was fun. He needed to loosen up a little bit. Right. I bet all you did, though, was piss him off. Nah, he was cool with it. He got me back. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was good. What did he do? You huh? probably don't want to know. Probably yeah, nothing. <clears throat> he did nothing that was not in line with our department policies. Did he tase you? No. Have you been tased? Yeah. I bet it sucks, right? Don't break the law, kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, getting taste sucks. Don't don't do it. Unless you're high on bath salts, apparently. Yeah, the pepper spray thing too. Yeah. 
bet that sucked just as bad. It it was yeah, it lasts a lot longer. It sticks with you a lot longer. Don't break the law. We haven't done this in a while. And Nachi, I'm going to put you on the spot. But uh, I think it's time for a uh, Star Wars Minute, What don't you? Okay. Yeah. Star Wars Minute. Uh, I am curious, before you start your Star Wars Minute. Yeah. Uh, what was the decision between you and Mrs. Hippie who should play What's-Her-Face? So... Yeah, we under, we understand each other's point of view. I still think they should have given uh, Ashley Eckstein uh, or Eckstein uh, a shot at it. Um, they didn't. I'm bummed about it. But I think Rosario Dawson will do an okay job. It's just, for me, it's not going to be the same because I'm used to hearing Ashley's voice. Yeah, one of the one of the things that Mrs. Hippie said. Unfortunately, she's she's gone to bed, so she is not going to be a help. But one of the things that she told me was, um, you know, when she first heard Ashoka's voice, she thought it was Rosario Dawson, and she was surprised to find out it wasn't. So, I, I maybe, think maybe I I I'm, I'll, I will be of open mind. But I, I think that it, it'll be fine. Yeah. How 20th century of you. Open mind. So, um, my my Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. Uh, and then we have a question for McMurray. But go ahead. Star Wars Minute is uh, going to be about the new series, uh, the new season, the final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. And cool. it is really good. I'm going to have to move um, any more talk about that because I haven't gotten it for you. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about the episodes in particular. I'm just saying it's really good. And they are focusing on Ahsoka. Which we all knew they were going to. They they promised us that they would do that, uh, because she has turned out. To. She has turned out to be a fan favorite. Absolutely. Uh, she started off. A lot of people didn't like her in the Clone Wars movie, um, for various reasons. Um, but uh, what a lot of people don't realize about Ahsoka is when they brought her to the universe as a Padawan she's her the character is only like 13 years old so she's gonna have the mentality of a 13 year old so you know she's gonna call she, she, she's gonna be uh, she's gonna you know call Anakin sky guy you know you know, so but they they really did a great job of building her through the series, and you know, for those of you who haven't seen the series all the way through the sixth season, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it really, really takes a, a left hand turn. Hey, real quick to to back up, you said Clone Wars movie. Are you talking about the? 
episode two, or are you talking about an actual animated Clone Wars movie? The the, the animated Clone Wars movie. It's a it's an hour and a half animated movie that's basically your pilot for the animated series. Did it? Did it? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, timeline of release schedule. Did that movie come out prior to the animated series? Yes. Is it available on Disney Plus? Yes. I don't think I've seen that. I think I jumped straight into the series. Yeah. Okay. Let me get to this real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McMurray, have you had your real first pursuit yet? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Was it fun? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> Paul Beckus is asking. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yes. Paul, I see you, you mentioned CS. CS sucks, but it's different because it's, it's not a gel. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Don't, don't, don't break the lock, kids. What is CS? Uh, getting tased yeah. or pepper sprayed and C5 gas all suck. CS gas. Yeah. CS gas, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I have been tasered and OC sprayed. It was fun. Heaps better than working. Okay. <laughs> Funny, Paul. Uh, hell, I've been tased by my father. <laughs> yes. um, character building, he says. Uh, yeah, he did it before he retired. Uh, hmm, I guess I should give Clone Wars a shot. It's animation, right? Yes, it is. And it. So let me put it this way: Can expect children to be shallow monks. What? Yeah, he says I got my answer. But go ahead. So the the timeline of the Clone Wars is it happens between all of the all of the seasons, all seven seasons happen between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And it is the prequels we were promised. You you get to see, uh, you 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 get to see the uh, the building of the friendship between Obi Wan and uh, Anakin. So you get to see his piloting skill. So it, it makes sense when you hear in Star Wars. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi saying that he was the best star pilot in the galaxy, and a and a close friend. And it, it makes sense why, in Revenge of the Sith, he was so broken up by the what he felt was the betrayal of Anakin to him. Also, builds gr does a great job of building up that. Uh, Building up that that oh, synergy between uh, Palpatine and Anakin, and you can see where he he starts to starts to starts to question things. Just and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really it's it's great. It is it honestly is the the prequels we should have had. And I can tell you that since The Mandalorian came out, everybody's like, oh, look at what Kevin Feige did with Star Wars. He's great. You, Well, that's only because they don't realize what Dave Filoni has been doing for the last 10 Dave to 20 years. 
Dave Filoni <laughs> is the one who should be running Star Wars, not Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Warmut says, yes, I agree with you. I agree, <laughs> I agree so, with you. Uh, uh, Mini Warmut says, bad boy, bad bots. Bad bots. What you going to do <laughs> when they come for you? Paul Beckett says, I'm enjoying the latest season of Corn Wars. Highly recommended. Yes. Uh, Mini Warmut says, uh, Rocky's War Room Ramble, season two, episode six, bad boys painting minis. Uh, yeah. We, and he says, hey, is that Kenobi series still in the making with uh, Ewan McGregor? It's, as far as it, I know, it is. It's on pause. Oh, yeah, that's what Paul Beckett says they are, but it's on hold for the year. Because of all of this. Yeah, Clone Wars is the most epic show. Um, now, if, you, if you're if you okay with, with watching animated shows, another great animated series for Star Wars is Clone Wars. Or not Clone Wars, is uh, Rebels. Yeah, I heard that one's really good, too. Four seasons, really, really good. Uh, takes a look at... Um, the life and and of a former Padawan who survived uh, Order sixty six, and how he and his crew that he's built up builds towards the rebellion, uh, to the point where in Rogue One you actually hear uh, one of the characters' name called out over the intercom uh, at the rebel base and see the ship. Uh, sitting over there on the rebel base. So uh, pretty cool. Going back to Clone Wars, um, my understanding is at least through the first maybe two, maybe a little bit of the third seasons, that there's a couple of episodes that are out of sequence as far as how they fall on the timeline versus their... Uh, episode orders that makes does that make sense yes exactly um that there is the, each story arc is three to four episodes long and they aren't exactly in uh the release production or, or the release timeline is not chronological is not chronological it is in production order right so you know, they produced them in the way they released them, but time-wise, and really though, it it's not that big of a deal, um, and that's okay. And it is very, it, it falls in line very greatly with how uh, Lucas truly envisioned Star Wars as being an episodic show, because at the beginning, it does do the whole. Um, you know, ha- has an overvoice of what it uh, was. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Previously, you know, previously on. Yeah, it, uh, very similar to that. Uh, and, and the guy's voice is very radio. Yeah, very radio soundy. It's it's yeah. really good. I just, it's really really good. Um, one animated series that they came out with called Resistance. I'm not as big of a fan. Uh, I like it okay, but it is in the timeline of the the sequels. And it's not because it's a sequel timeline. It's just it is very much more um, well, it's very actually, Hippie, if you haven't watched it, I think you might enjoy it because it is very much a uh, anime-styled 
Uh, I disagree. I, I watched a little bit of it just to get an idea of what it was like, and I didn't find it at all. I didn't find the art style at all interesting. I'm not talking art style. I'm not talking art style. I'm talking um, ha- like the the one character, the the Nikto character. Um, he's very much the standard um, sidekick uh, from an anime type show. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but you know, I. I there I, was a timeline we could not make uh, fan fiction. Is there after the Clone Wars? There was a timeline we could not make make fan fiction. Is is this after Clone Wars? I'm not sure what he's trying to say. Okay, off to do some pa- priming vi- Vietnam M113 APCs. All right, Chris Long, ta-ta. Have fun, Chris. Post pictures, buddy. Post pictures. And Star Wars has no sequels. Paul Beckett says Star Wars has no sequels. Has no king. Star Wars has no sequels. Lies. Oh, great! We have one of those. (laughs) Star Wars. Star Wars does have a sequel. It's called Empire Strikes Back. To be fair. To be fair, it has sequel. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> so how excited are you guys to watch this new movie? Dude, oh, I yeah, pretty pumped. Do that. Yeah, oh, run, run, that across, run that across the ticker again. Oh, okay. Hang on. Uh, there we go. That is the movie you all need to watch before the next episode. (coughs) Then the Bigfoot. Hmm? You know what? I had that. That's what it is. And the Bigfoot is what you told me. Then the Bigfoot. Well, you told me. I I said. No, he said and then the Bigfoot. It's in the ticker. Or in the. I know it is. That's what I was going to put there. And you told me no. What? No. No. You said uh, Bigfoot, and I said no. It's the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you mean. <laughs> I don't. I'm lost. Mommy, I've daddy, lost quit you. fighting. <laughs> All right. All right. Which one of you people has watched Tiger King since yesterday? I have no. not. I, I watched the with whole it. entire thing. I, I I'm not gonna watch it because oh no, Jay. It's just like so I it. never. Just like I've never watched Titanic. Titanic two. Or well, or Titanic two for that matter. You never watched Titanic. I've never watched Titanic. Oh. Yeah, I guess you were geriatric by the time that came out, so it didn't matter. <laughs> it's been four years. He was there. He, he, he knows what it was like. He saw Rose and Jack on the on the. Uh, Paul Beck says, "I'm signing off. It is it, it's my mission today to download the epic na- game Naval Battles. <laughs> naval action, Paul. Naval action. Naval action, buddy." Uh, ta-ta, Paul. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. Uh, my son has no net rest in it. Probably interest. And, oh, no no interest in it. That's fair. I watched 15 minutes and click no more. <laughs> I watched 15 minutes. 
Who, who told you? King? Who to, oh, a, a, a guy at work said, like, I wa- watched, like, the first five minutes, fast-forwarded it, watched, like, two minutes, fast-forwarded it, oh my watched, Lord. like, 15 seconds, then just stopped, watched the YouTube uh, synopsis, synopsis, and decided, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> nice. It, it is a truly fascinating show, man. It's fantastic. It really it's, it's All I can say... It's All I can say is episode four. Look yes, down. yes. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I, that's hardcore, dude. I have, I haven't watched it. I, I, it's not because I don't want to watch it. I've just been Carol Baskin distracted <laughs> with other stuff. So, I mean, if you're gonna watch it, if you're gonna have me rant, I was gonna start with, "Hey, you motherfuckers!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, autocorrect. Oh, and they just, yeah, and they just roll <laughs> out with doing Carol, the that bitch, Carol Baskin. God, dude. That show's fantastic. Viewers, you should watch it. Not Jay, you should get off your high horse and watch it. Just give it a try, not Jay. Give it a try. This, this, the, the, it would make up for your not watching the movie last week. Ah, uh, there you go. That's there your you penance. Go. That is your penance. Not Jay. Okay. It is majestic. He says, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you can do it. You can do it all night long. <laughs> Trust all me, night night. it is it is worth it, and it will give you so many laughs to share with us all. Yeah, that's very true. I, I mean, have my doubts. The 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 ridiculousness of it is so great. It's, it's just fascinating. It's, it's amazing. Get more than fifteen minutes in, and uh, give it a sh- give it a chance. Because I mean, it's a train wreck. I mean, that's the whole. <laughs> oh yeah. Give it a couple episodes. That's what I'd say. I mean, well, you know, I, I, do know, I do know that they went in filming this for one reason, and then halfway through, they legitimately like had a oh crap, we actually have like a real documentary thing. Going yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. It was originally supposed to be a re- reality show. That's originally, yeah. And yeah. Then it turned into uh, okay. This is a real thing now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh. just incredible. It, it, All right, guys. I think I'm gonna. Oh no, we got our first failure. Yeah, sorry. Detect, detect, detect. I made it for two hours and fifteen minutes, though. So. Yeah, you did, and we appreciate it. That's what we appreciate yeah. about you. We appreciate oh, that's what you appreciate about me. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, 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 I I above all can state that is a historically documented fact. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, if you have not watched Ozark, Ozark is definitely a bingeable three seasons of awesomeness. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Netflix shows. There's way too much awkward Jason Bateman in Ozark. I tried. Jason Bateman is amazing. He directed that. Oh, he direct. He wrote and or I don't know if he wrote it, but I know he directs it. He's the director. 
So he's he's doing more than just acting in it. Well, that's fine, but I didn't need to see a sex scene with Jason Bateman. <laughs> but you don't have a problem seeing a sex scene with a woman? With a what? A woman? There's a woman involved. Yeah, so what's the problem? <laughs> it's Jason Bateman. Well, I mean, you watch porn, don't you? This is not appropriate for our ramble, my man. Well, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, <laughs> when you watch porn, I don't hear any complaints about there being a guy in the porn. It's not that there's dude, it's that it's Jason Bateman, and Jason Bateman is super awkward. He's my hero. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird seeing him in Firefly and then seeing him in Ozark. Firefly? Jason Fire. Bateman's not yeah, in Firefly there, boss. Firefly, bro. Wrong guy. Arrested Development? Arrested Development, yes. That's what well, that is like not even close to Firefly. Like, I know it is. It's the exact opposite of Firefly. Like, oh, poor Matt. I was thinking about Arrested Development, you jerks. Poor like, Matt. Matt gets that one thing wrong. Genetically, like, Firefly and Arrested Development aren't even remotely close. So I, I'm How? <laughs> I was thinking about Firefly. It's another bingeable thing to watch. Oh, absolutely. Correct. Also, Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Serenity? Wasn't that the movie? Yeah. Serenity was the movie. Christina Saffron. Hendricks. Wait, Christina Hendricks wasn't in Firefly? Yes, yeah, she, she was. was. Saffron. She was. Two episodes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Monica's background. She <laughs> watching it Firefly. Monica. Oh. Showing. <laughs> she was in the uh, in the pilot for uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Oh, she if was. you can find the original, I like board gamers, is out of here. Ta-ta. Hey, Casey. Monica or Christina? Monica Backer or whatever her name is. She was in the original, like, like the the pitch pilot, not the first episode, like the pitch episode. Uh, it's actually got her topless in it. So if you can find that on the internet. Good day for you. There you go. Another another great suggestion from uh, Big Murray. You've been liking in the loop. Um, right Teen, Wolf, Teen Wolf Two. What? You've been liking the loop or in the loop or whatever. In the loop. Is that you or some? Who's been recommending that? Is that some other? Oh the, it, yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. In uh, the loop. It's a uh, Tales of the Loop. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it because thank you very much. I appreciate you bringing that up because it is honestly one of my favorite shows of all time. Hang on a second. Okay, guys. I'm not yelling at the kids. Come on. Um, <laughs> what the fuck's the problem? Yeah, right. <laughs> um. The Frankenstein Chronicle, Chronicles is what Mini Wormut says is good, but uh, Into the Loop is it's it's a it's a mysterious show. It's it's more science fiction than anything, and each episode uh, is titled with what happens, of course. But it's about this underground something. You don't know what it is, uh, but they call it the Eclipse. It's causing weird things to happen on Earth, and everybody in this area works for the Loop. And it follows like a family and it's just very cleverly done. It reminds me of, um, there's a Netflix uh, show, um, the black mirror. 
Yep. You guys seen the Black Mirror? Nope. Heard about it. It it it's very it's close to that, but it follows a story and you know has some twists and some things in it that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like parallel universes and what would happen? I mean, I'm not giving anything away, but what would happen if you know you started a futuristic hover tractor on a farm that you couldn't get to run you finally got it to run and you ended up in a parallel universe with another one of yourself what yeah so it's just it 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 tells you like it introduces you to all the characters in the first episode and then it gives you a little background story of what happens and the fourth episode not giving anything away here or or any spoiler alert um it's called Transmorph, and it's about these two kids, their best friends, and they find this just looks like piece of scrap metal. One guy gets in, and they switch bodies. Cool. Like, and it's just, I can't tell you what anything further than that, but you're like, what? And then the way it fits in the story, it makes sense that that happened. You know, based on the way they're acting around other people and interacting with each other. So it kind of tells the story from the ending to the beginning. But uh, it's really fascinating. It's one of my favorite shows. Speaking of fascinating shows that you talked about, did you ever watch, finish up watching Barry? Uh, no. Um, <sighs> I want to talk about that one episode that you haven't gotten to yet. Unfortunately, I had to stop watching that because I stopped paying $15 a month for HBO. So um, I did not get to it, unfortunately. Uh, I, I understand that because so. I've only watched a couple episodes of Barry. And, Barry's uh, great. It's, it's good. And the one, one of the episodes I saw was when he's uh, fighting a little girl. Yeah, that is the episode <laughs> that I Most epic fight scene ever. That is just she, that girl is awesome. Probably one of the best episodes of any television show on TV oh, yeah. ever. I mean, that, that, that entire Hey, little girl. <laughs> hey there. How are you? What the are hell? You, you did watch that episode? I've, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I was just like, my, the whole thing, like, just him looking out the window going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like a casual assassin. <laughs> You know, he's like a real casual assassin. Super nice guy. Super nice dude. And he just kills people for a living. Because he's good you at know. it. Because he's good at it. Yep. Then a girl kind of. Yeah, the girl screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> so In the best possible way. In the best possible way. So. Well, I understand what you mean. I, uh, I was watching, had a couple of shows. I had Westworld on HBO. You know what? I got into that Westworld. I, I just it it. I don't know whether it confused me, or or what. But it, it got a little a little bit harder for me to watch. Um, Which, did you ever get past the first season? Or are you talking about just watching? Yeah. Uh, I got past the first season. I got into season two, and I just lost interest. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that was me too in season two, and I really I, enjoyed season one. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Yeah, because there there is a little bit of a tonal shift. Uh, so I understand. Um, I think HBO is doing some some of their shows for free for a while, but I don't okay. know which one. Yeah, well, yeah, Westworld did season one. Yeah, I'm sure it's um, not all their newest, latest ones. Yeah, but that's the thing is, 
I was keeping up on that. I was watching Picard. I was watching all the stuff. And, and then I was like, I can't access it anymore. And my wife's like, yeah, yeah, it's not paying for it. I'm like, no. All right. Well, I guess I'm not watching episodes anymore then. Yeah. It just, and, and I wanted to finish Barry because I love, I love who he works for. Hater. Oh. Yeah. The, the, what, what is it? The, are they Bosnians? Czech, Czech, Czechs or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Chechnian. Uh, Chechnian. The bald guy. He's just a nonchalant evil mobster kind oh, yeah. of guy. Oh, we're friends. We're friends. You're beating me to death with a baseball bat, and yet you're saying, oh, we're friends. We're good friends. I just like keeping it happy. Okay. <laughs> I want you to kill this guy. Okay. All right. Very good. Go on. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's a good show. Well, anyway, we've been on for a couple hours. We've still got five viewers. Um, uh, also, he says, also, he enjoys Frontier series uh, on Netflix. Oh, uh, is that the one with um... the big burly guy? Yeah. Oh, Drago? Yeah. Count, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched, yeah, that one wasn't bad at all. Now, the thing that bothered, or maybe it's because I kind of came into it late, I didn't, because my wife watched it, and so I didn't catch the beginning of the, the series. Yeah. I, I'm not sure where it falls on the timeline of history, so I, It doesn't. It's kind of an amalgamation of some stuff, but it's entertaining. Okay, okay, because I'm confused. But like, is it, is it Seven Years' War? Is it pre-revolution? Is it you know what what? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm. But yeah, I enjoyed watching what I you know. Well, um, here's something interesting. It is similar to the stories from the Tales from the Loop RPG. So that's interesting. Oh, the the Loop or whatever that you're talking. Yeah, about? Tales from the Loop. Um, I can do this real quick because I think I, I like it so much. Um. It's brand new Amazon series, but it's inspired by the wondrous paintings of Simon Stalinhag. Tales from the Loop explores the mind-bending adventures of people who live above the loop, a machine built to unlock and explore the mysteries of the universe, making things previously regulated to science fiction possible. So making the impossible possible. It's it's, it's really good. Well, if I'm not too tired, I'll watch an episode tonight. Excellent. Is that Netflix or what's that one? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's in, and I'm finding that like it, they're machine gunning stuff out now because of, I'm guessing because of the virus, because I, I well, that's why all I, these things are doing free stuff too, like HBO. And, yeah. Yeah. And all they want Is Game of Thrones free on HBO? I doubt it. Um, I no, doubt but it's, it's free three days and some odd hours to binge watch the whole entire series. <laughs> so there's a lot there. I have not watched the last season. Oh, Game of Thrones? I was so disappointed in the direction it went because I read all the books that I was, it was well done. It's just, I had no interest in. Man, that, that's a series end. that I was super enjoying. And now I don't even care if I ever watch any of them again. Yeah. Yeah. The frontier series between the years of 1763 and 1779 fur trade in the Northeast. Oh, okay. That's so, interesting. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom watched oh. game of Thrones and said it was uh, medieval porn. So, well, the, that's how it started. Definitely yeah. think it moved away from that. Yeah. yeah. It did. 
uh, she also said monster that monster show that they had on HBO. Sopranos. What was it called? No, not Sopranos. The the um oh gosh, Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire was oh. the same. Yeah, I watched oh the first and I, was, I was like, but I felt lost track of it. Yeah. I got somebody really pissed off at me. Well, good. Um, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, right? No shit. Uh, during that final season of Game of Thrones, so I made some joke about, uh, what's her name, the, the dragon queen Khaleesi? Uh, uh, Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys. Going all, and I quote, Bomber Harris on uh, King's Landing. They did not find that funny. And it was like, all right, it's kind of what happened, but <laughs> be a grumpus about it. Um, I don't know. I appreciated it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Is that what you appreciate about her? Yeah. One of the things. <laughs> like the time she uh, shows up with just her dragons? No, I was actually. I think Amelia Clark's a pretty awesome actress, but yeah, she's wonderful. I really like her. After Game of Thrones, I don't know. There's the Hunters was really good. I finally finished that too. Yeah, and it keeps telling me to watch that. Oh, it's What's so that about? I heard mixed reviews on that one. It's uh, it's about the Holocaust and just a brief synopsis. Snaps, you know what I'm talking about the Nazis. Uh, yeah. It 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 it's about. The Holocaust and a group of heroes who are Jewish um, who hunt down the Nazis that were brought to America and killed them. Wait, it's about the Holocaust or post-Holocaust? Post-Holocaust. But you see a lot of things that stories uh, that they the Nazis that they're hunting down. Um, they're guilty of. What they're guilty of and what they. Who's the famous actor? That's who's the big name in that one? Uh, Al Pacino. That sounds pretty awesome. I'm gonna watch that then. Yeah. Can they uh, just like find John Demiano and kick him in the face? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, there's a one on HBO that was supposedly just came out like a couple weeks ago. That was the one where it's the what if alternate history where Lindbergh gets elected president. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard about that. I heard that's the couple episodes that have been coming out. Are, I've heard are pretty good. I'm uh, just talking to my son about that. That's interesting. It's funny. That's all we really have to talk about anymore is what's on TV. <laughs> no way, man. Not, we have our we have our models to talk about. In our... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I just slayed 14 bases of uh, two millimeter infantry. I just need to paint flags on them, and they're done. I just got to highlight up the teeth on the organic howitzer, and it's finished. I'm painting faces. Yay. I'm base coating faces, technically speaking. Dude, I got this. I finally got a um, an airbrush, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am terrified to try and figure out how it works. McMurray, it's real easy, buddy. Uh, start with that. base coating. Yeah, just start with just use it for your base coats, and then you'll work your way from there. I can give you tips and show you what, what, when you when you come over. Come on, okay. Marcus. Why isn't this not focusing? Yeah, base thirty five things. That's, I'm pretty excited about that. Anyway, so much better when someone paints your minis for you. Yeah. That's... How much? 
I was gonna say, I mean, I'm sure you paid him to do it. But... There we oh, go. Oh yeah, no, no, I paid him. Yeah. Come on. Oh yeah, Todd, I know a bunch of 15 mil stuff. Well, we got to make the big trade when we can actually see each other. Yeah, I was about to say, at some point in the future. Your hands. Your hands are ugly. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Is that Antares? And, of course, it's back on. Anyway, uh, it's... Are you playing that again, Matt, or just painting some of the stuff up? Um, I'm playing it again. Uh, there's a reason, and I can't talk about it. <laughs> so, well, hey, you can see it right there. I put eyeballs on it and made a glow. It's it's basically a howitzer, kind of howitzer rules, um, like you would have in bolt action, but you can see it from there. It's got a glowing to it. Pew, pew. And I put eyeballs on it. All I got to do is highlight the teeth, and it's done. Yes, it's got teeth on it. Um, I have not uh, Peaky Blinders. Uh, don't bleep with the Peaky Blinders. Okay. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. I have not seen that, but I like I've seen it run across like my queue or whatever. The Umbrella Academy. Have you guys seen that? I watched an episode. I was. I, I mean, yeah, I watched an episode. It was interesting. I need to watch it again. Oh, there's not Jay. He'll watch the Umbrella Academy, but he won't. Watch. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you should watch Archer, not Jay. I've I've seen Archer. You should watch it again. I I, I probably will. It's yeah, great. I don't watch cartoons, so except for Letterkenny. Letterkenny isn't a cartoon. Wrong one. Trailer Park Boys. Sorry. Trailer Park Boys is also outstanding. The you cartoon. guys watched uh, Workaholics? You know, I have watched quite a bit of those. They are funny. But I'm not. I don't work in an office, so there's some things I don't get. But yeah. Well, I do. So yeah, I know. It's all good. Well, I do, Matt, and I get it. <laughs> so, what's been your uh, what right now? What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys watching like right now? What are you in the middle of? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, oh, I love that nine show. Nine Nine. Nine. Is there a new season? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, season seven just came out on Hulu. Yeah, uh, yeah that's and, subscribe to Hulu. And, and the uh, also Shaking Lamp. You've oh, got, yeah. uh, the, I guess, current <laughs> season uh, still on NBC right now. Why did you take my lamp? Oh, oh he stole her lamp. Oh no, he did. Take that lamp back. Oh, you better take that lamp back. That is good, dude. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine is good. It's pretty funny. I don't usually like Andy Samberg. I don't find him that funny in, every, in most of the stuff he's done in the past. He's pretty fantastic in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I like it. I'm a, I'm a Samberg I, fan. I, I'm, a Terry, I'm a Terry Cruz fan. I like Terry Cruz. Cruz. Oh, Terry That's Cruz. what I was trying to think of. I was going to ask if he was in that. Yes. Yes. I like, yeah, all, he's I like all the people in that show. I do not I mean, like, like – I, even like, I don't like Gina. I do not like that character. Oh, are you serious? Oh, God, she's so friggin' obnoxious. That's the point. I know, I know, and I just, oh. It's like uh, the kid that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Like, you oh, hate God, him. I hate that guy. But I at the same time, great job. dude is a really good actor. Oh, yeah. Like, dude makes you hate a child. Like, just seeing that guy's face, I want to punch him. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude's he, a real good actor. When he, he, choked, actor, when he was choking out, you're like, yes. Finally. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that's what I felt like doing. Um, another show that I have in my queue is Parks and Rec. Oh God, uh, I absolutely love Parks and Rec. Lots of people like like Parks right? and Rec is good, dude. Ron Swanson, uh, literally, literally, the best character. Everybody tells me it's such a great show that I got to watch it, but I like I, Mo- I, I don't Mona like Lisa. that. I don't like that gal. Who? You don't like Amy Poehler? I don't care for her. Yeah. Uh, no, you'll, you'll get, you'll she get annoys me. You'll She's get... my least favorite part of that show also, Matt. It's no, still great. Yeah. You you will love the show just for Ron Swanson. Yeah, okay. Ron Swanson's good. And Chris uh, Pratt's character is incredible. Oh, God, yes. And, and uh, uh, Rob Lowe's character. Rob Lowe. God. Yeah, Rob yeah. Lowe's. The last I mean, thing I saw good. Rob Lowe in was Wayne's World. So... Tommy oh boy, baby, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy okay. going back to Parks and Rec and just watching the episode. 5.20, my watch shift is over. Getting ready to uh, head home. Glad I could catch your stream live. Good night, all. Thanks for your company. Bye. Let's go, Anthony. See you Bye. later. Just fine. Uh, he said, just finished watching The Last Samurai for the 20th plus time. Uh, and three movies y'all can watch over and over is what he's suggesting. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Shawshank Redemption. Of course, we knew that was coming. Um, three movies you all can watch over and over and over. Yeah. The Big Lebowski. Good one. Rounders. And um, we just watched it again. Damn it. What was that third one we just watched? I can, oh, Groundhog Day. Really, you can watch Groundhog Day over and over and over again? You only have to watch it once. I see what you did there. <laughs> that was a joke, guys. Uh, so don't get uh, for me, it would be Demolition Man is my last one. Demolition Man. So there you go. Demolition Man. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, yeah, I could watch that, too. Uh, quickly Down Under. <laughs> Fuck yes. And um, Glory. Oh, that's close to one of mine. I had, um, uh, Jesus, Gettysburg. I didn't know he had his own movie. What? Yeah. He's a superstar. Jesus Christ. Christ superstar. Yeah, Yeah, so Gettysburg, Heat. And I don't know what I would choose. The third one, there'd be a that's like a, a tie between a lot of them. But Gettysburg and Heat are definitely two of them. Is Heat Val the Val Kilmer? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. A great movie. <clears throat> so outside of Star Wars for the obvious reasons. He says Glory is one of mine too, many more. <laughs> um Patton. I can watch Patton all Boom. the time. There you go. That's my third one. Uh Patton. Really? What do you mean, really? George C. Scott does an amazing job. Yes. He won an Oscar and said, screw you to well, the oh, Okay. All right. All right. Calm down. I was just saying, I don't think I could watch that over and over again. Um, It's great. It, it, it's, it's an amazing movie. I love it. 
Um, what other movies could I watch uh, over and over again and, and to do? Oh, uh, Gladiator. Do you like movies of gladiators? Yeah, right. That's all I can think of also. <laughs> Airplane and, might have to be one of my movies yeah. now. Um, and then uh, my, uh, my my all-time favorite non-Star Wars movie, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is pretty great. Yeah, I would I would include you know Blazing Saddles. You know, I mean, basically all of them. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, um, yeah, History of the World. I mean, all of those kind of are encompassed in the same. The producers. Uh, the producers is better as a stage production, not the movie. I don't. I loved the producers as a movie. I thought it was hilarious. It was a great movie, but it, it comes off better as a stage production than it does. It doesn't. It, yes, I, I agree with you. To be or not to be. Springtime for Hitler, dude. It's a quick fuse. It's a quick fuse. <sighs> yeah. For some reason, I can watch the Mummy. I uh, so not. And don't know why. I am totally with movie. you. It's a good movie. I can, I'm totally with you on that. It's so weird it's, he says that because... It's, it's and it's that one scene uh, with uh, the two, the two, you know, the Halo Tips, whatever her name is, and... Uh, uh, Mox and Anun? Yeah, Mox and Anun and... No, no, and it's, uh, an, uh, it's not a Mox and Anun, it's... Uh, gosh, how do you pronounce it? An ox and a moon, yeah. Okay, never mind. But yeah, but uh, that might be the second movie. But that flashback scene between the two of them. Uh, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. He's talking about where they're half naked. Well, I. I mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Easy there, Bane. Easy there. How about this? I just finished the uh, X launcher here. Done. Oh, um, how about uh? Movies that it doesn't matter where they're at in the movie, you can always just watch it from wherever it's at. And one yeah. of those movies is Forrest Gump. Oh. A bridge too far. Yeah, a bridge too far. Shawshank Redemption is definitely that for me. For I was sure. gonna say Shawshank too. Yeah, but uh, uh, for the mo- for me, it's like it doesn't matter where Forrest Gump is. I can always watch it. You know, um, you either really love that movie or really hate it. What, Shawshank? Yeah. How do you hate Forrest Gump? I don't know. I'm not American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't, even mention my three, I didn't even mention my three movies because you guys will be like, what the? Go for it, Todd. No, 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 no. I want to know. No. Todd, I'm going to get to know you in the biblical sense. Oh, yeah. Well, funny enough, the Bible is one of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Commandments, uh, Greatest Story Ever Told, and Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> ding, ding, boom! Okay. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, uh, a Bridge Too Far, that one you guys will know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rushmore, and uh, To Kill a Rushmore's a great movie. Okay, so maybe someone does know it. All right, that's cool. Did you say To Kill a Mockingbird? Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it well enough to say that I'd watch it. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Princess Bride. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's a movie I will watch no matter where you are in, whether yeah. it's the beginning, the middle, the end. It. 
I stop and I, I watch it. That's and that's a movie my wife and I could watch. Well, actually, that's the one where if I come into the middle of it, I go and specifically find my copy of it just so I can watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> As you wish. <laughs> All right, Matt. What was going to be your other thing? Or did you already say it? I guess the uh, middle. No, I haven't. Um, the Princess Bride, but Dead Poets Society. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's actually uh, uh, the Princess Bride and the Dead Poets Society were the, was the movie go to for the high school that I went to, the private school I went to, when uh, there was a substitute teacher or you know even out sick, they would always play one of two movies: The Princess Bride or Dead Poets Society. For some reason, it's the only two I guess they owned, but. Um, because of that, it has become one of my favorite movies where I could just, I would go find the copy of my copy and watch it. Um, but I'm also a fan of the theater, so <laughs> that kind of helps, you know what I mean? But there, there are so many um, that I can't even think of. Like, there's, oh, 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 well, for me personally, and I did not mention them, not Jay, you'll be proud of me, I did not mention them. Can you guess what, uh, out of the six movies that they have out just like star wars has nine uh that i can come in at any time and just watch them lord of the rings lord of the rings or the hobbit yes thank you oh yeah. matt we just watched my son i just well my actually i'm sorry my son just did the whole thing in one day last saturday he did what uh, extended versions oh yeah he watched the extended Wait, versions it, of lord it took of him what a day, day and a half to do that here's the thing no no it let's let's say this let's go here if <laughs> you had a stay-at-home order and it was some sort of virus, not zombies. You had what? a stay-at-home order. <laughs> it's impossible. It'll never happen. If I get furloughed, speaking. If, if I get furloughed, like you know, most of the rest of America, uh, for the next six weeks, you better bet your ass I'm going to be watching all of them all the way straight through as they oh, were what? produced um, and try to do it in one day. Uh, uh, many more minutes. Counter did it in one day. All of hey McMurray, go watch the Last Picture Show, nineteen seventy one. Like it, Civil Shepherd, Jeff Bridges, and Randy Quaid. Oh, another it, one. It's like, from uh, yeah, like I said, nineteen seventy one. But it's a great flick. Isn't Civil Shepherd the girl that's in, uh, or the lady that's in um, Taxi Driver? No, that's um. Oh my gosh, Taxi Driver is an uh, uh, early. Um, Early, um, I'm pretty sure she is. The lambs. What? Yeah. God bless America. Okay. What'd you say? The Silence of the Lambs gal. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Jodie Foster. That's it. Yeah. No, Civil Shepherd. I'm pretty sure is the lady who works for the governor's campaign in Taxi Driver, isn't she? Oh. Okay. I think I think we're all thinking of the. Oh, the, the, the yeah, main... you guys are thinking of a little underage prostitute, you sick puppies. She only won an Oscar for it. Civil Shepherd's like a side character that's not even a side character. Boom. Civil Shepherd. She drives the first half of the movie, not Jay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but did she win an Oscar? No. Okay, kids. Boom. It's definitely Civil Shepherd. Okay, okay. I got a challenge for you. Civil Shepherd's moonlighting. We all have, we all have a, uh, uh, what do they call that? Dang it, I can't remember. Um, guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure movie. 
And this may be too revealing for Todd, but anyway. Give <laughs> me <laughs> My Little Pony. My and My Little Pony. Mine, and I can watch it, and this is this falls in the same category what we're talking about. I could pick it up wherever because I love the I, I just I, I like the movie, not the, and the actors as well. Um, but uh, it has uh, oh, what's what's his name? Uh, it has uh, that you you guys know that seventy show right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the one the the gal that does Michael. Oh God. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis is in it, and uh, okay, I got one. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the name name of it, and I, I can't think of it. Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah, that, that is my guilty pleasure movie. That is a great movie. And it's an awesome it's movie. It's a great movie. And and this might shock you, um, and I hate I hate Matthew McConaughey with like a passion. Um, all right, all right, all right. But the wedding planner. <laughs> it's actually uh, just uh, oh, right there it is. I feel so much better now. Oh, you, you, you referenced another movie I could stop and watch at any time. What ten things I hate about you? Well, no, I, I like that one too. <laughs> it's it's one of the best renditions of Taming of the Shrew out there. Oh, uh, how to lose a guy in ten days or whatever. No, no. what? Um, days and confused. Oh, days and confused. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is one of the greatest renditions of Taming of the Shrew out there. Yeah, I I would agree with that. You're, you're absolutely. I would totally. I'm and, uh, Heath Ledger did a great job in that movie. My, Heath Ledger did, does a great job at everything that he did. My guilty pleasure movie is uh, Love Actually. Oh, oh actually. Pain. Oh. Did he steal it? No. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just trying to reconcile that. Bane for the steal. <laughs> uh, I think it's Keira Knightley. Is the, it's, it's kind of what... No, it's not Keira Knightley. It's... Uh, I can see the it. other one that looks exactly like her. Oh, it's the gal who was uh, Hugh Grant's secretary. Oh yeah, holy mackerel, dude! Who is that? I'm with you on that. Ooh, ooh. Calm down. What is Bridget Jones's di no, uh, diary? No, 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 no. It's, no, it's, uh, I don't know what. I've never seen her in anything else. She's the prime minister, and she's like his his whatever personal assistant. Secretary. Yes, yeah, secretary. And they they fall in love. Yeah, and that part of the story is good. Libre. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh. oh, Matt's man card has been denied. Okay. Oh well, that's wedding, about to get what denied are, for me too. Really? Well, I saw it with my wife. Okay. Come on, man. And I actually enjoyed it. What are you guys talking about, Bane? Love actually. Look who's in it. Look who's in it. Yeah, but there's this woman that I've never seen before again. Right. Anyway, I got two. Whenever. Whenever. Go. Mean Girls and 13 oh. Go on 30. Mean Girls. Is a guy. Uh, yeah, no. I like Mean Girls. It's uh, Oh, Nacho Libre. What a terrible movie that is. And 13 Go on 30, you know. Can't argue with that. I, can't I mean, Lindsay that. Lohan was awesome. I was thinking, man, this Lindsay Lohan, she's cool. Oh, she's uh, wasted. Okay. <laughs> early, early Lindsay Lohan was amazing. She was good. I was like, dang. But mm, yeah, whatever. Unfortunate. Oh well. I think Harvey Wein. I think she got higher Harvey Weinstein. If you probably oh. didn't do it. So she dealt with a lot of shit. 
Well, I'm sure she did. When you start young like that and it's all yours, can't imagine. Yeah, I'm right there with you, uh, Mini Warmut. What's that? Natural Libre is the best? No. <laughs> I can't say much. I'm binge watching Grey's Anatomy with my wife. So here's my man card. Yeah, if you're turning um, yours in, I got to turn mine in. Uh, Amazon Prime has every episode of House. Talk about a show that I miss. It, it, it is House. I absolutely loved I that. Never watched it. I watched it a little bit, but it got too derivative. I mean, all actually, if you get it right down, You know what's better, though? Too derivative. His, his, his show on Amazon, um, where he plays a, a psychiatrist, is way better than House. And I am trying to think of the name of it. I'll have to pull it up. But he had a, he had a show. It's like three seasons. You can binge watch it right now. It's really good. Um, no, the 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 TV show that he's really the TV show he's really really good in. Uh, Black Adder. Oh yeah, Black Adder. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, no, but I'm talking about uh, Hugh Laurie. I can't stand Hugh Laurie. That guy. What? You can't yeah, stand Hugh Laurie? No, like no. Uh, oh, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, I just I don't. Some about him, I just every time okay, I see him. Have you? Okay, hold on. I cannot stand watching Mr. Bean. Oh, I love Mr. Bean. Really? I cannot stand watching Mr. Oh, Mr. Bean. Bean. Black Adder is amazing. Yeah, Black, yeah, it's... You're annoyed by Mr. Bean. You're not annoyed by Rowan Atkinson. I'm, I'm a fan of uh, John Malkovich. And yeah. the ABC Murders was... Agatha Christie's ABC Murders was actually pretty good. Oh, he was excellent in that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of mysteries, I saw Knives Out. That was good. How come I Was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll have to check that out. Originals. Where the hell are all the Amazon paid, We've paid for it on YouTube, but I'm sure you can wait and it'll be out free sometime soon. The one that I was watching on... Wait, it's on YouTube? Yeah. If you YouTube pay for it, you, you rent it. Oh, 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 it's not a YouTube version. It's not no, a... no, no, no. no. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, the, uh, have you watched uh, Avenue... King Lear. That's another good one. Oh, is that the one with uh, Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins, yeah. That's a good one. Bane, what were you saying? Sorry, real quick. There Avenue, F- Avenue 5. Oh, I don't know that one. It's it's new. I'm sure it's Amazon Prime. Oh, and Goliath is good. Okay. Yeah, I want to see more because I can't find it now. Well, you'll be furloughed soon, so, uh, you know. Right. What kinds of time. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, who cares about trying to make payments? You'll have good TV to watch. Oh, and they got the tick. Oh, man. Uh, wait, the, the original animated, the original. No, no it's the newer. Patrick Warburton or the other one? The new one. The other one. Oh, never mind. Oh, check out what I just stumbled across, Matt. What? I can't see. Hang on. Yeah, what is it? Oh, cool. Wait. I don't know what that is. It's our imagination stuff. Yeah. Um, I need to base. I got these two regiments based, but then I need to base the rest of it. Oh boy! Chance. There's all kinds of stuff, man. It's called Chance. It's on Amazon Prime. That's the show. Yeah. Well, the show I like on Amazon Prime is called Fleabag, and I think it's amazing. So. Chance. Oh, well, hell, what the hell? You got to buy it now? Uh-oh. Yeah, what happened? Do that. that didn't sound good. It's an Amazon original. Yeah, it wasn't. 
Oh. Okay. Huh. I thought it was the name around. I anyway. I, I was called. Oh. What are you growling at? When you when you go mute, we all growl. We're, we're uh, imitating you. What you're doing? I'm Carnival gonna... Row is on Prime. It's pretty good. I can't say much. I'm binge watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you already said that. Yeah. So Carnival Row is on Prime. I'm afraid to watch that. Carnival no. Row. Or is Carnival that... Which one's that one? Yeah, it's, that one it's, looks good. I, I've seen a couple of episodes. It's pretty good. What what's what's the premise? While I paint this, and uh, the premise is World War One ish time frame, uh, but there are supernatural creatures like fairies and fae. Oh yeah, not. yeah, a little steampunkish type. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah, it's really good. Who's the who's the main guy in that? Oh, I think I... Uh, Orlando Bloom. Yes. Get out of town. It looked pretty good. I mean, I. You know, just like we like we're talking it's, about. There's a million got, things. Uh, uh, what's her name? She's the the French uh, model that uh, Delvaney, I think it is. Um, we don't know. You're to where it's up to you. Uh, um, she was in. Um, uh, damn it, that. Uh, Luke Beeson movie um, Good. that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, my wife to get some fairy wings. <laughs> nice. Wink, wink to the ones who have seen some of the scenes in the series. Okay. Well, yeah. boys, I'm proud to say that I'm out of primed stuff. Uh-oh. You got to go prime some more. No, I'm saying that's I'm 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 happy. That's a good thing. I had a whole for a while there, as you guys know, I had a whole bunch of stuff that I had primed that I just never had gotten around to painting. And I got to prime stuff now. I'm happy. Oh, what good deal! What is that movie? What was that? I'm happy. I finished painting this. Writer. I'm happy. I finished my starter box of my ESR set. Yeah, that was pretty. Oh good yeah, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> Dude, I got I get like literally as soon as I posted it, I got uh, a DM from Dave Estness. Yeah, I, the owner. Yeah, the owner. And he's like, "Is everything okay? What did, did we do anything wrong?" And then like five minutes later, I get another DM. Was like, "Oh, okay. I watched the video. I get it." <laughs> Yeah, I think it's pretty cool you did that. I mean, that you finished the set and didn't throw the box away. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's awesome. I mean, I love starter sets and actually seeing people. Paint. So can you play that with that starter set, at least to some degree? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it wouldn't be a very big game or a very full game, but it would definitely be enough for you to play around and understand the rules and learn how to play yeah, that. I tried to talk to you into that. ESR? Uh, maybe I don't know because I yeah we had a yeah I knew that but what we had a we had an episode talking about it I think because I still have four boxes of it sitting here so I'll look is that fifteen or ten mil man yeah ten mil did you use their guides for painting or did you kind of know it already 
Yeah, I use their guides. I mean, I, this is the first Napoleonic thing I'd ever done, so I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I couldn't uh, find 10 millimeter dinosaurs, so I didn't put them together. Nice. <clears throat> oh, I have a question for you guys. That reminds me of something. Your Napoleonics. You guys have any recommendations for kind of light novels, light fantasy novel series? So, not Game of Thrones, not. Um, I don't want Wheel of Time. That's too. Dragonlance? No. Sharp? The Belgariad. The Belgariad? What? No, hold on. The Belgariad. That's pretty good. By David, David Eddings. It's very. It's it's light, but it's got a lot of yeah, world David building. Eddings is all, David Eddings is awesome. Yeah. You'll like it. Uh, if you, can, I mean, if you really want to go really light, you can go Aria Salvatore and do the, you know, the yeah. Christopher Trilogy or the, oh. you know. My favorite book series was The Sword of Shannara. It's the first, like, I think that's the reason why I like fantasy so much is because that was the first novel that I actually read cover to cover next to The Hobbit. You know, uh, it's Terry Book, Terry Brooks. Oh, look at that. Mini Warmut says Terry Brooks, The Sword of Shannara. Right as soon as I'm talking about it. Um, okay. no, not Brooks, not okay. to cut you off real quick, but I, I'm going to have to pull a hippie. And oh, that's fine. Not Jay. I was going to end it right here if you don't care. It's three hours. So. Okay. Well, I'll yeah. finish out if you're if you're gonna wrap up. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap out. it up. Okay. Um, cool. All right, that's good, guys. You got to make some good yeah. lists there. Get off my lawn. Uh, out my hip. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, but Sword of Shannara was my favorite. So I'm I'm done painting, and I finished. I finally finished something tonight. Finally, yay! I finally finished. Yay. I just got to paint the guys that go along with it now. Um, so you're not done. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, it's got a three man crew. So. Um, plus the uh, the rounds that go in it. So anyway, uh, oh, Gaddis Games, Gaddis Gaming says, "Sorry, I missed it." Hi, <laughs> thanks for all you do. It says, "What up, Gaddis?" Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he finally finished this, that series. He says, 43 books in total." Really? He finally finished Whoa, it. Whoa, what books is that? The sort, the Shannara series. Forty-three books. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted something light. Forty-three does not sound light. No, all you need is just shorter Shinara. I, I don't yeah. mind the length, the number of books. I just want something that's kind of enjoyable, but it's not too heavy of a read. Yeah, don't. Yeah, shorter, shorter Shinara is kind of like the Belgariad and the Walorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, have, you, have you read Sharp, the Sharp series? Oh gosh, it's not fantasy. Yeah. But, Pretty good. I've heard Sharp is good. He said fantasy. Dude, it's fantasy I love Dragonlance. If if I if anybody asks me for a suggestion, I always uh, my go to is always Dragonlance you series. I mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, the Chronicles. Big girl, be safe, and uh, be safe. Thanks for the live feed. No problem, bud. We'll be here next weekend. Was that um, Gaddis standby? No, a mini warmut. Uh, oh, formerly, formerly known as Atomic Dog. Atomic. Yes. Oh yeah, smooth. that's right. That's right. Bow, I love wow, his videos. Yippee! Bow wow! Yippee! Matter of fact, there's a technique he used in one of his videos, and I can't remember what it was, but it, it uses crackle paint and, and hairspray or whatever. I, uh, I want a painting, Gaddis Gaming Minis Challenge. Make it happen. Okay. Done. Gaddis, I'm ordering from you tonight. If you see an order come through for St. Louis, that's me, man. Right on. There you go. Well, guys, we've been on for three hours. It was a good episode. We had a lot to talk about tonight. Um, we even had a Star Wars minute. That was amazing. Thanks, Doc. That was a Star Wars like You're 15 welcome. or 20 minutes. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the movie to watch is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. 
on Hulu. It's on available on Hulu. It's scrolling down at the bottom. Watch that. We're going to review it next week uh, on the live show um, and tell you our thoughts on it like we did for Friend Request, um, which we've uh, thoroughly said it's not terrible, but it's not wonderful. And one person said it's absolutely awful. So It was hot garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. <laughs> Um, but these are these are movies that we're going to watch, review, and uh, gives you guys something to do as well. So um, go check them out uh, for next week. Do you guys got anything else? Nope. 37 things based. Be, be, be safe out there. And for good, guys. And for hippie. Ta ta. Uh-huh. And from me to you, ta ta. And we'll catch you in our next live show.